Awesome. So what's up, everybody, and welcome to Bridge the Gap. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and this time I remembered to say it. Joining me today is Mr. Sir Tizzy. I guess it's kind of redundant to put the Mr. in front of the Sir, but Sir Tizzy, it is what it is. This guy's from <laughs> Baltimore. He's here with us. Um, he hit me up and was like, yo, I dropped a project. You want to check it? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to do a review or anything. Let's do an interview. And he's like, okay. And then we booked it. And it was simple like that. Um, I listened to the guy's music. It is absolutely phenomenal. When I say phenomenal, I mean, this is a no lie. Like, yo, this guy, first of all, you can tell right away that this music is going to attract females to the show, which already makes me want to go to the live show a little bit more. Um, but it's, I don't mean that in like a bad way. I mean, it's got some soul to it. There's a lot of honesty in his lyricism, a lot of interesting bars that you get to see into the personality, but also a wide array of versatility within beat choice and fucking uh, flows. Like yes. a really multi-talented artist. He's also part of a group, uh, Catch the Fade, I think. Yes. Catch, yes. And so it. that's and uh, so that's also got great sounds. Now, what's really fascinating about that is they actually got a Chopped and Screwed project, which is fucking ridiculous. But here's sure. the thing. Um, I don't know that much about Mr. Sir Tizzy, so thank goodness episode one of this shit is basically like, let's get to know him. Uh, I don't even know what other stuff you have going on in your life. So this is going to be a great conversation as we can get to that. Um, and let's start with the first question. It's, it's this little staple over here. Okay. So right. and I'm a little bit of a storyteller, a little bit all over the place. So you just got to bear with it. It's going to click, though. So one day my oh. girlfriend, she's washing the dishes and shit, and she's bumping mm. that music, and she's got that Black Eyed Peas song that, I got a feeling, ooh, you know, that shit oh, there. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, yo, she's dancing around, she's washing the dishes, and it made me realize, yo, this is club music, but like mm -hmm. in another time. And now it's fucking mm -hmm. chores yep. music, right? So that made me think <laughs> about how music really changes over time. And everything you hear in the club today is going to be somebody doing chores to that parent music one day. So that's really <laughs> fascinating. So guy, like like the Migos is actually chore music, if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, um, And then uh, that brought me back to my youth a little bit. And it got me thinking about growing up. And my mom's has the discos. And my dad has the Zeppelins and the shit like that. And they're all playing their tapes in the cars. And But then, we, you know, as I asked the question, you know, I realized there's car music. There's chores music. Mm -hmm. There's radio stuff. There's all sorts of sounds going on. But the right. real reason I'm asking this question is because your musical journey doesn't actually start with you. Your, your right. choices kind of come down the line a little bit. So I want to yeah. go back to a young Sir Tizzy, like, you know, as young as you can remember. What are the what are the sounds like? How are you guys consuming music? What's it actually like in your home with regards to the music around you? Okay, so it was all kinds of stuff. So here's my thing. Um, my mother had me young. So she was about 18 when mm. she had me. So um, think about it like this. I was four. She was about 23. So... Around that time, um, I was hearing stuff that I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I was supposed to be hearing it, but <laughs> so I was I was listening to Nas, I was listening to Bone Thugs of Harmony, I was listening to uh Pop Big, I heard everything because the radio was always on and my mother mm. always was blasting something real crazy. So like someday I'll go to I, the, <laughs> I said this in other interviews, like I'll go to school and you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, P, come home. Streets disciple, my rap's a trifle. I shoot slugs from my brain just like a rifle. Like, I just, <laughs> it would just go through that. And 
if we just like if we don't have to go just to my mother, uh, then it was my grandmother. Um, she was, you know, she was you know, Gladys Knight, Temptations, uh, 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 Four Top Spinners, stuff like that. Classic old school soul. So it's basically a mixture of that. And from going from there, it was just that's really what I kind of was raised so, off of. Let, let's stay there that. a little bit before we move on. Trust, we dig deep here. Um, what what's like the environment like in terms of like in a more technical level sound distribution? You all's on the vinyls. If you're on the tapes, you know, like tell us a bit about like that side of it too, because that's huge also. And you'll come to yeah. see later on that this shit ties together. Yeah, we had yeah we had vinyl. My mother had Purple Rain on vinyl. Um, he scared a lot of classic stuff on vinyl, but it was mainly back then. It was mainly the tapes. Like I would like if I was off from school. Or, if it was summer and my mother had to go to work, I would steal my mother's tape duck and I'm listening to all kinds of mm. stuff, like I said. Or, you know, or she was more of an R&B based, so it would be like H-Town or the or, uh, Key Sweat or stuff like that. So I would just steal my mother's tape duck and listen to whatever was in the house until she got home sometime. And it would, that would be for hours if I wasn't, you know, playing Sega or something. And this is like you as a little one? Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I had to be like, Five or six, seven, through those years. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you already like interested in music at this point? Like you were gonna be in it, or like is that something that came later? It. I was so. Here's the funny thing. When I was like, I was writing rest when I was like eight years old, but it wasn't nothing like I wasn't like mm. serious about it or whatever. Like it was just something like, I was like oh, this is fun because. Well, really, what happened was, um. <laughs> Later on, uh, my, my stepfather, well, my, I call him Pop, but my stepfather wanted to own a label, and he actually had, like, artists and things come to the house sometimes, so uh, he, one day, I think I was, like, eight or nine, he actually taught me how to write lyrics, just just, just to, you know, do it. He didn't know what, what would happen, but I just started writing my own lyrics after a while when he taught me. And it again didn't really get serious yet. I was still just playing around with it because it was nah, something fun to do. Let's just like point out the fact that like not a lot of people are being taught how to write lyrics at like eight or nine. You know, that's some fire yeah. shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, he he was into it. Like he he had stuff lined up. He was supposed to be talking to Funk Flex, all the all kinds of these things that was lined up. And I think he got tired of it. I guess he got tired of like the business behind it you know, money mm. and stuff like that. And we from Baltimore, it's, it's kind of difficult, you know what I'm saying? It's, it was kind of difficult, especially back then, to, like, push past that, that ceiling that they had. So, Oof. okay, hold on. He kind of just was like... All right, so I'm going to keep, like, going all over. I'm kind of keeping track of stuff. Before we go, like, super deep into it, I do got to give a shout-out to the Golden Face Killer. That's, that's, that's what's up, just because they said uh, Team Night. Amir on this hey, job. that's my man, Exoskeleton. Yeah, what's going on, so bro? So shout out, because, y'all, this is an interactive event, so if people's in there talking, uh, we're going to talk to them, too. But also, um, I want to go back still. Like, we we got to go, like, there's a whole lot of stuff to cover in my head, and we're going to go through it oh, all. I'm so dead. what about other elements, though, right? Like, let's talk about shit. Like, when you're, like, five and six, are you into the dancing, to the drawing? Are you attracted to other parts of it, or is it, like songs or you know like how uh, is it really it's it was just mainly it was music for me um 
I mean, there was, I mean, there's instances and times when me and my cousin would memorize entire Michael Jackson routines and mm. we would just do them in socks just so we could do the moonwalk or whatever or like hardwood floor or whatever. It was it, all kinds of stuff like that. But really, it was the music. The music mm. is what got me like really into it. Um, was it like more skewed towards the lyrics and the writing or was it more skewed like did you have interest in also production and the beat at the early age it was the writing it was mainly the writing because mm. i didn't know i had no idea like <laughs> i just knew that there was amazing sounds and people were using soul songs to make mm. amazing material and i was just like see well, look at that right soul. So that's where even your beginning things, right? Because you know, your grandmother's influence is being repurposed in your mom's influences. Yes. Which, see what I'm saying? That's why we yes. ask these questions. There's always connections yes. like that. That's dope, dude. Also, mm -hmm. thank you for sharing so far. I don't think I said that yet. And I always like to thank people because you're giving us a piece of your life and all. And that's fucking dope of you. But, yo, it's oh, crazy. Awesome. Before you move on, though, you said something fascinating mm -hmm. where, like, you got to understand the show's called Bridge the Gap because I'm, I'm in mm -hmm. Montreal's and shit. So my reality is big city metropolis in a weird situation, but still right. not the same as everywhere. And my reality is not the same. So when you talk about hey. a glass ceiling in Baltimore, let's pretend that not everybody is going to fully understand what you mean by that. Do you think you can expand on that idea mm -hmm. a little bit and describe what it was like for your dad and the struggles he faced coming from Baltimore? Because that could be real educational to folk. Yeah, cause well, so I was about I think I I swear I was like eight, nine, or ten. It was one of those years. Uh, elementary. He wanted to do this, but he had already had like artists from around his way. Now, so I'll talk about what what sides we on. Now in Baltimore, mainly people talk about uh you'll hear about East Baltimore City or West Baltimore City. A father came from West Baltimore City. West Baltimore City and East Baltimore City kind of got uh. They got kind of similar hoods, but one's a little, like, one's you have more broad span of people in it, and another one you have, like, different people with different uh, situations and times. So uh, my father came from over west, and he, um, his neighborhood um, was kind of rough, but he was, like, mature at a young age, kind of, sort of. And... Um, coming from there, he named the label from the neighborhood that he was from. It was uh, he came from Fun Hill Avenue, but uh, he called it the Hill Record. Now, to say that to say, um, it wasn't a lot of people that was uh, coming out of our, our city that was really pushing until like maybe later. I mean, we had Drew Hill, you know, but um, I had no idea rap. Drew Hill was from Baltimore. Druid Hill Park. That's what Druid Hill Park is. Uh, is a um. There's a street in Baltimore, and that's kind of where the group that drew it. Okay. Uh, yeah, but um, he wanted to, but there was no rappers. Like, we had Boss Man, we had Mully Man, we had all kinds of people that's, like, fire. We had Comp. I don't know if you ever played Def Jam Fight for New York, um, but Comp was a rapper that was signed to Def Jam. Um, and I the that's my guy. Shout out to Shout out to Comp. That's my guy. Um, that's dope. But, uh, but um, he uh, it wasn't a lot before then. It was it was that was later. Like we got we had comp we had lost. That was later. But at that moment in '98, '99, no, like there wasn't really too much rap. So he was trying to break that ceiling. He had a couple groups, and you know he was trying to basically you know break through the mainstream. Like I said, he had stuff. I remember as a kid, he was telling me he had stuff lined up, like to talk to different people and to uh you know have these interviews. 
because we, you know, we, we coming out of Baltimore, it was just something new. Nobody really, you know, messes with that yet. But I think the, I don't know, I guess the frustration got to him and he just was like, you know what, I'm going to just do something else. And after a while, it was just like, yeah, well, there was that. It was, he kind of just ended it. But it's really interesting that you shared that. And why I say it's interesting, because one of the reasons I was really excited to talk to you was to almost compare the scenes, you know? Like, I know right. what the Montreal situation is. You know what the Baltimore situation is. Right. And I feel like, in a lot of ways, Montreal's still trying to break that glass ceiling in its own way. Not to say that we haven't done a lot, because, you know, Montreal's done a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot. Like, But mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of ways, a lot of people feel like we're still trying to, like, I guess, break the glass ceiling is more a way to put it. And when I hear you tell yeah. a story like that, I try to picture just trying to pull off something like this in 98. And I'm like, yo, we got a fucking easy today. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, easy. Like, this is not... <laughs> like, how how could we have pulled this off in 98? I would have had to fly to you. You would have had to fly to, you know, some real yeah, shit. Man. Or it would have been some telephone yeah. crap. And it wouldn't have been telephone, quite as alive. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, like... I just look at it like we're all blessed today when I think about how complicated it must have been, especially with yeah. the politics and the lack of mm -hmm. education. So that's crazy, right? Because mm -hmm. like now we can just Google, like I have an article that I have pinned on the types of royalty breakdowns so I can get a little refresher in my fucking head. That information mm -hmm. didn't exist in a one-page article back in 98, I can tell you that No, much. it didn't. You had so, to yeah. go deep, deep in search, deep back in the, in the way back then. <laughs> Mm. So I'm glad that you shared that because, again, I think it, it, it almost humbles us all in a little bit to hear something like that, at least if we're paying attention mm. to what you're saying here. Um, yeah. So what happens after that then? So you're already like 8, 9, 10, whatever. You're like this whole situation transpires, but you're already exposed to songwriting. Mm -hmm. That's fucking yep, interesting. Yeah. And like nobody's going to fault a 10-year-old for not pursuing professional songwriting. It's totally, it's totally acceptable. But I have a serious <laughs> question serious question do you remember any of your 10 year old ish bars do you remember anything from back then that you can spit for the people today oh my goodness um oh my god do i i'm trying to, i'm trying so hard because i actually so here's what's crazy my mom might still have i don't know if my mother or my father one of them still got the tape one of them still got the tape of when i did uh two songs I do not remember. I can't remember the lyrics or anything, no. But I know I rapped over a DeBrat beat, and I know I rapped over, um, I rapped over something else. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, so I'll tell you the first name that I was ever given. So my first name was No Rap. That was the name that my father gave me. That's my name backwards. Mm. Um, and then uh, I loved my, so... And this is also a fun fact. So, uh, my my favorite, one of my favorite, uh, my favorite albums of all time, is probably not a favorite among any hip hop head ever. But I just liked it as a kid. Tupacalypse Now, and that was Pop's very first album. And when I was a kid, the tape he wrote No Rattlelips '89. For the year that I was born, <laughs> so I ran with that, and I did two songs on a tape. It was a side A and a side B, and I recorded it over a karaoke machine. And my father gave me the microphone, and I just, I just rapped the lyrics, and we would just play it for our family and friends, I guess. And but I, for the life, for the love of God, I could not remember a single. Yeah. 
<laughs> Even though you can't remember a single bar, you told us an amazing story. And then you went as far as to like answer the question to elaborate more before I could. So you made my life easy, which makes you a wonderful <laughs> guest. That's all I'm trying to say. Shout out Flacco, Liddy Bros. I see you up in the comments. Um, <clears throat> let's be real. Flacco's the reason we're talking because he linked us up in the first place. So shout out Flacco. Shout out to him. He's an amazing person, bro. Love him to death. And while we're here, y'all should follow that channel because on Sundays they yeah. go live and that shit is nuts. That shit is it's... nuts. Y'all will learn what a fake baby, mm -hmm. real silicon fake baby, $2,000 baby is. It gets, it's some serious shit. Uh, it's serious. That's the best way I can describe it. I am not judging. <laughs> I am invested. This I followed the Instagram account of this baby. It is some seriousness. Um <laughs> So that's crazy, though, that you actually wrote and recorded songs at such a young age using the yeah. technology available to you. That's key. Mm -hmm. That's something I see all the time with young folks when the young folks do shit, right? And I say mm -hmm. this kind of in a pointed way because young folks are in the game today. I'm saying 14-year-olds are in the game today in a way that has never happened before. Young yeah. folks don't oh. see obstacles or barriers the way we do. So even in oh. the story, you're just like, fuck it. I'll grab that beat. It's dope. I'll write a fucking track. I'll use the karaoke machine. It's done. Boom. Yeah. And to this day, to this day, somebody has that tape. And yeah. maybe one day when we do part two in the future, you'll have that shit ready. Oh, I'm gonna find it. Oh, I'm gonna find it. it I, I now see, and the crazy thing is, you making me want to go to my mother's house now. About the I should text her like, please tell me you got that tape lost somewhere in the house. It's gotta be in there. Absolutely sure it's there, but I'm happy that we went through that journey. That's what we're trying to do here. These are those nuggets that like don't come out if we don't really take that time to like dig deep. Um, so I guess you're like young stills. You're still in elementary school or primary or whatever the fuck you call it. And I'm in Canada, okay? Whatever you guys call it might be different. It's what elementary, it is. but it, hey, it's the hey, it's about the same thing, yeah. Um, so what happens next though? Because you're already like able to write songs. When do you like touch it again, or what goes on throughout school? What's significant at this next phase of your life? Yeah, so like I went to middle school and um. We we move neighborhoods now. Um, so there's so that's another thing I didn't tell you. So there's Baltimore City, and then there's mm. Baltimore County, and the county is like all around Baltimore City. Um, and this is very helpful, moved, by the way. Yeah. So we moved to um, I believe they consider that Towson. Um, I guess they consider it Towson, but it, it was a, a, I'll never forget the street. It was more of a road. Don't remember the address, but it was more of a road. We moved. Um, and then from there, I went to, I went to elementary school. Then from there, we finally moved to the house that I stayed in. Um, and, uh, we went, I went to a middle school named Lock Raven Academy and I wasn't the most <laughs> acceptable human being back then. Um, I, I uh, <laughs> it was not fun. At all, but I still managed to, um, you know, get through and get by with a little bit of friends that I had. And then, so the crazy thing was, I was, I think sixth grade, I stopped. I stopped writing. I stopped doing all of that. And then seventh grade, I went to a homeboy. A homeboy actually taught me how to freestyle. The way he taught me how to freestyle was the same way, uh, like if you ever saw Fresh Prince, you seen the episode when Will Smith was teaching Ashley how to freestyle. That is how I learned. So what will happen is 
they will say a line and then you gotta say a line quicker and make it rhyme. So you could just Hold say on. something like, what? I don't mean to interrupt you, but Jack Crazy, who says, Sir Tizzy, what up? Just followed, and the rules on Twitch are if they follow, you gotta thank them for following. What up? What up? Thank you for following. Thank you for also, tuning in. Childishness Incarnate also says, Love hey, your tears. That's Sean. What up, bro? So I'm just saying, we gotta shout out the love. I didn't mean what to interrupt up? you, but you know, it is what it is. They forced my hand. Your lady friend Bonnie's like Fresh Prince for the win, but that's fire. You're the first person to bring up the Fresh Prince. Yo, that was, that's how, so like that episode specifically is how I learned. Same way. They did it the same way I did it. So my man would just say something like, yo, uh, I like chicken. <laughs> and then I'd be like, uh, gotta go and get the slip in. And then I, they would just start bouncing lines back and forth. And then eventually I started to just learn how to keep freestyling and putting verse together. From there, I was battling kids at lunch that did not bang with me at all. But I was kicking their ass. <laughs> I was kicking their ass, and today, all of a sudden, you know, people started actually befriending me because I was quick on my feet. And from mm. there on, I just kept. I was like, oh, that that moment, the moment I, I actually won a battle, that was the moment when I was like, yo, I actually want to do this shit. Like, I, I really want to do this shit, like for real. Um. So, yo, I think it's dope, right? Because personally, I learned to song right before I learned how to freestyle personally. So I like the mm -hmm. fact that we have that in common. Uh, right. not, to, not, not that I was a cool freestyler in high school. That isn't true for me. It took me way later on in life. So oh, fucking no. kudos to you for being a blessed-ass battler to win battles and shit. That's fucking bold, man. That's like straight out of a fucking movie. Like, you went in. Man. The, op the ops was up in there. I think that's the cool kid word. Like, the yep. ops, they fucking yeah. up in there. And then for, you're for like, sure, you know what? I'm fucking coming on through. I spits the little bars because we've been practicing Fresh Prince style. Mark the mm -hmm. oppositions. And mm -hmm. now you fucking cool kid. Mm -hmm. Basically, that's where it went from there. That lit the spark. That makes total sense. Fucking total sense. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what happens then? You got like, just like battling around and whatnot? Or like, yeah. how does it like. I mean, pretty high much. Like school? high school, same thing. High school, people. I learned about what a cipher was in high school because I didn't know that there was other people that actually just sat around and just started bouncing ideas off of people or whatever. So whenever there was a cipher, like I know it, like I know fire drills. Like I remember, <laughs> I'll tell you a crazy story. One time, all of them. Uh, I think I was 17. Um, I can't remember if it was like a major fire drill. No. I think somebody was threatening to blow up the school. I know that sound crazy. I know that sound nuts. Fair that sounds crazy, but it was like a fair. Yeah, it was like a. It's okay. It was a crazy, but it was like it was a prank call or whatever. Like it didn't happen, but we was outside like for, oh my god, we was outside for like two hours. Like the whole like we was outside for a minute, and. Um, out of nowhere, you know, we were all outside standing on the football field or, or something. We was just walking around. I was walking around saying what's up to people because, I mean, what else you going to do just standing outside in an almost summer day? And that's thing you know, it was a big circle rolling around and everybody was cheering and I didn't know what was going on. So I walked in and I seen a couple of people that I knew back in high school that was, you know, freestyling around. I was like, oh, 
it's a cipher? And I was, they was like, it was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You want to hop in? I was like, yeah, hop in, whatever. Hey, we ain't doing nothing. Bruh. So I, I jumped in the cipher. It was going crazy. And then it was crazy because I'll never forget it. Somebody heckled me and was like, I don't hear it. It was like, everybody trying to rap. But I, somebody was like, everybody trying to rap, but I don't, want, I don't hear no superstar line. And then I threw a line right back at him. Everybody was like, oh! It was going crazy for like two minutes. So, <laughs> and then after that bell rang, we had to go back into school. And then I remember I was walking back into school. Everybody was like, yo, that was you, wasn't it? Say that shit again. That shit was fire. And that, that, I'll never forget that night. I'll never, I'll never forget that day. I feel that though. Those are like those big moments, and like especially because you're early on, right? Like, you know, that's like mm-hmm. being king shit in high school. That's like literally out of a movie. Like you see that happen in the movies, basically. Yeah, straight out of a high school thing. Totally fucking dope. That must have really given you, like, yeah. for lack of a better term, balls of steel. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That that was like moments like that, like kind of helped me. Not kind of be fearless with like, uh, like pushing the music and promoting and stuff like that because you know some you know that's that's a nerve wracking thing. You don't know you don't want to walk up to nobody afraid to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of just made me like I was like you know what? All right, I'm gonna go in. Like if I'm if I'm gonna really do it, I might as well just try my best to do what I can. So mm. um, I ain't want you know what I'm saying. That just kind of helped me out. You know. That's fucking dope, man. So in high school, was it just at this level of freestyle friendly battle thingies or did we start to transition into a more serious songwriting level of stuff? That wasn't until I graduated. So here's what's, and that's another, yeah, I got another funny story. Amazing. I wanted to do Scribble Jam. I wanted to do Scribble Jam. Tell the my people mother, what Scribble Jam is. Mother, uh, Scribble Jam is, well, was, um, Nationwide, I think yeah, it was like nationwide to a well, worldwide tournament, really, because they had people from all over come over. It was a, a freestyle. It was like all kinds of stuff. It was a major, major event. Um, you could do break dancing. I think somebody had a beat. I think somebody said it was a beatboxing tournament or whatever. Um, it was a, the same tournament Eminem entered in in 1997 and battled Juice. Um, it ran till about 2008. Um. Mm. Now, when I was in like when I was in high school, about I didn't find out about it until about oh six oh seven. So I knew who uh, Thesaurus was, and I knew who No Can Do was, and but I also knew that there was a there was a kid named Immaculate who won, and he was only like seventeen. I wanted to break his record, so I kept begging my mother every year until it got canceled to to send me out, and I was like, Nah, you gotta be great. And then when I got the good grades, it was like, eh, I don't know if I'm sending you on the plane for this or whatever. So it never came to fruition. But that was really the reason why I started trying to really get nice and freestyling. Because I wanted to test my wits against some of the best in the world. But I never got the chance to do it. Yo, fair. So I just have to say not to interrupt you again, but shout out Childishness Incarnate for the follow. And I think with six follows, you're my number one in terms of follow gain. Shout out your fan base, dog. Shout out Yo. your fan base, indeed. Yo, Dave oh. Nightman is John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, yo. 
Yo, we're gonna get to college, but you, Crazy, this is a sequential life story. You missed early childhood, but mm -hmm. we're at the end of high school now. So college is probably gonna be like the very next part after we, you know, finish up the scribble jam bit. I went to uh yeah I went to I went to Morgan State um and that is when I started like seriously crafting verses for songs like I was like you know well really it was really actually two people two very significant people in my life that actually or three very significant people in my life that actually got me finally behind a microphone um that's Ron James of Catch the Fade to talk about him that's my uh he's actually my cousin. Um, I had another cousin named Valence Michael, uh, who used to produce. He's a comedian as well. He's funny as hell. And one of my best, the best friend I could ever ask, one of the best friends I could ever ask for. That's my homie Blizz, um, of Blizz Photography. He can rap. He's got, he takes wonderful photos. But um, those three people are the reason I even got behind a microphone in the first place. So I got, I went to Morgan State, and I was just freestyling, battling, ciphering all over the place. Then I had a little notepad. I just, you know, kept writing songs, this, that, and the third, but I never got a chance to record anything. My cousin, one day, <laughs> Ron James, he got so frustrated with me because he was just like, you are so talented. You need to do something and do something now. Like, you need to do something tangible. And I was like, I And that's when he <laughs> figured out a situation for me to go and record something. Um, and the first thing I did, if, uh, shout out to my homie Blake, uh, he took me, my homie Blizz took me to, um, somebody he knew, studio, I can't remember off the top of my head, but somebody's studio he knew, and I recorded one of the very first, like, on wax freestyles I ever did over, um, Who Got the Props, the song by, uh, Buckshot, uh, well, actually, Black Moon off of uh, Into the Stage. Um, and I just freestyled over that whole beat, the whole five-minute beat. I just rapped all over it, and they was going crazy for it in the booth. And then from there, um, my cousin found a studio way out in the sticks in Baltimore, and dude had a farm, but he had a whole bunch of recording equipment. Once we found that, um, once we found that dude with that recording equipment, that was when the Wackless one came out. That okay. was about 2008. So, yeah, you're in high school. You got the barn situation. And you went through that quick. But I want to learn more about actually making songs back then, like the technology a little bit, your process, who your inspirations are a little bit. You know, like what's going on in the world for okay. you? And what, like, went into this? Your first big project. And it's fucking dope, y'all. I bumped this shit. Holy shit, is it dope? <laughs> Yo, it, um, a lot of life experiences happened. I, I think I, <laughs> I fell in love with my first official love. I, I ran and got through. Um, we had we had a whole bunch of uh, like we had a whole bunch of different stuff going on. I once we found that, like I said, we found that studio, and the whole project was me mainly talking about. Uh, just people in my life that was kind of walking in and out, kind of like just giving me a cold shoulder after a while, not really believing in me. Um, mm. A whole lot of, of, of weird street experiences and people just being phony. Like, I don't know. 
it was a weird it was a weird time uh it's a weird weird time like i i was coming of age and like my uh my grandmother had, uh, well me and my cousin's grandmother had passed a lot was going on and it was it, it, everything was just happening so fast but i felt like when i made that project I document, I, it was like basically me documenting everything. And it, it was just, it, it was tough. I was going through a lot, man. I was going through a whole lot. I didn't really work until maybe around the time that I dropped that that project. I didn't really work until then. What I was doing was helping my, um, my mother's mom, my grandmother, not my great grandmother who passed, but my grandmother was helping her out. I would you know, she would call me her legs, so to say. And I was like basically living there every weekend, helping to clean her house and, and, and moving things just so that she would actually be able, you know what I'm saying, to move up throughout the house and all of that. Um, and just pushing through, you know what I'm saying? Figuring out how to, what, what to do as, a, as an adult. Cause it was, it was just a weird time, bro. It was so weird. It's a weird so time. For, I understand, man. I'm not gonna lie. Being young was a weird time. It's just, I think it's a weird time. Yeah. For a lot of people. So even you sharing that's big, man. Because people can hear that, they can relate. Young people can hear that, they can relate. So it's big, man. Um, there's other, there's other stuff to talk about too. Though, like how, what kind of like gear did y'all record on? Like when was this? Uh, around time? Like what era of life? Is this the Pro Tools era? Yeah. Um, about, about Pro Tools, I think, I think, um, well, well, I know my cousin was, so my cousin was mainly making, making all the beats for me, like, mm. especially on the first two projects, and, well, both of them, and, yeah, mainly Pro Tools, it was, uh, both of them had Pro Tools, and what would happen is, he would send me stuff, and I would just write to him, one song in particular, he sent to me, I think it's on that first project. One song he sent to me that day. Like, matter of fact, he didn't even send it to me. I went to his house. Now I remember. I went to his house and he was like, hey, I just finished this. We should do, if you finish it, it was like, if you if you haven't written to it yet, if you haven't finished it yet, let's see if we could do it as soon as we get to the booth. So that night he played it, went to the bathroom <laughs> and I wrote it that same night shot straight to the booth and we recorded it he was like you're done already when he came back i was like yeah let's go <laughs> and we went and we recorded it that same day but yeah yeah this was all i believe he had pro tools the dude that uh engineered the project he had pro tools but my cousin would use fruity loops to basically make all of his instrumentation yeah so that's all it really was and maybe a uh mxl 990 microphone I guess. Yeah, that's and, cool ooh. that you knew the mic model. That's actually fucking cool. Uh, that's dope. Um, before I'm done asking that, we got a question from DJ Crystal Clear, and I kind of like to go on tangents sometimes. That's it's cool. Fun. That's Sir cool. Tizzy, I just like saying that. You, you have one of my favorite names of all the people I've talked to, and that's not just some bullshit. I am, you can ask my girlfriend. She would fucking attest to the fact that I would love that name. Um, Thank you. Sir Tizzy, would you want a full album produced by DJ Premier or Timbaland? Like if you have to pick, I assume. Oh, man. Because I love them both. 
Uh, I guess gun to my head, I might, I might go with Timbo. I might go with Timbo just for the versatility. Mm. I might go with Timbo. I'm not gonna lie, I'm with you on that. If I had to answer, you know why? Because I was like fucking 14 in 2003 and shit. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Timberland is the same yeah. in my fucking high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Nah, Tim Lines, look, it's fire. I can't help it. Like, all yeah, that shit man, came out. Can, like, yeah. man, all the ludicrouses and all that shit. I'm pretty sure it worked with ludicrous. Yes. Because um, otherwise, I'd fucking, like, feel goofy. Um, <laughs> but, yo, shout out Haruna Marie for saying you wrote a song in a bathroom break. Lol, amazing. See, people are learning about you. They're appreciating your stories. You might think they're whatever to share, but everybody loves this shit, guy. You're just fucking fulfilling the need to the people and the entertainment of a times where entertainment is needed. Hey, man, I'm just glad that, you know, y'all entertained by my story and it don't sound like some, I don't know. <laughs> some you're wonderful, flip man. Yo, your energy is infectiously positive and it's wonderful. That's it's all just, I it ask, truly man. is, man. This is like, you know, workday Monday, but now all of a sudden it's fucking banging. And my, my boy Ismail is saying you're a good storyteller. Thank I you. I agree. Thank you. You're making this Thank fucking you. easy. Sometimes Ooh. it's a little harder is all I'm saying. Um, yeah. Uh, but that's crazy. So who did you bump back then? Back in, like, when you were around that time project. when I made that project? Yeah. Oh. I'm curious. Like, who do you think is dope at this point in the early part of your career? Kid Cudi, Drake, uh, Wayne, still Jay and Nas. Like, you know, all of them, I mean, still Jay and Nas. I still bumped all the old stuff, but, like, if you want to be around, like, that era, yeah. Kid Cudi, Wayne, Drake, Wale, who else? Um, Kanye, um... Mm. I'm trying. I'm, <laughs> you got me going through my whole like. Well, back then you got me going through my whole iPod for real. Like, <laughs> that's amazing that you had an iPod. I, mm -hmm. I had one. I had a couple. I had a lot of different MP3 couple. players. My favorites yeah. were the Sony ones, like not the mm -hmm. iPods, but the Walkmans. The other, mm, the, no, but the little MP3 players mm -hmm. that were like an alternative to the fucking oh. iPod. That was I some remember. shit. Or there was that know. other one that appeared from it, the Zoom or the something. Yes, that Microsoft Zoom. Yeah, those were clean. Those were clean. <laughs> but they got. Um, nah, man. But for real, I like Drake. DJ Crystal Clear. Drake's fucking fire. Scorpion is a banger. I don't care what anyone says. Scorpion is, yeah. is in a pretty incredible that Drake managed to pop off a double disc that was successful yeah. in like what 2019. Yep. I and think, yeah. I think the entire thing hit Billboard, so people yep. listen to it. Yeah. So who can do that in 2019? I don't know. Other than him? I like it a lot. It's a roadie, not a stop. Watch this shit. Don't I? Anyway, I can't. <laughs> um, so that's dope, though. So you dropped this project. How do you go about actually releasing it? And are you, like, fucking with the internet at this point in your life? Are you, like, on the Facebooks or the MySpaces and all that shit? I was I was on everything. MySpace, Facebook, my I think my cousin put me on the Twitter. Um so my cousin, Ron James, again, <laughs> my cousin put me on the band camp. And that's how that's where I put it first. Like uh when the first tape came out, he was telling me, Yeah, just put it out there. If you put it on there, you know, it's accessible. People can get it and they can get different versions of it. So, like, they don't have to just get the MP3s. They can get waves if they want to, if DJs needed it. 
uh, flat versions. I think those are, I can't remember if those are for vinyl or not. I can't remember. Um, I know they're the highest fidelity files I can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, like, all kinds of files. So we, um, we went there, and that was the first time I seen something, like, of mine get played. And, like, the city, like, like my city was recognizing me for it. And, like, I was getting all the DMV blogs, all the Baltimore blogs, all the Maryland blogs. It was like, oh, okay. Right, we out here. And I made, um, I think, one of the songs. And then that's another thing that happened. Uh, I don't know. If, so they, we had this thing in America called Coast to Coast Mixtapes, which is basically, you know, a U.S. thing. Um and I, I said we had our version of it from what I've heard through for the Montreal side, like from talking to people here, I'm pretty sure we had our own version of it. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So you kind of know what's up to So like, um, so I've submitted a song and they was like, all right, if you chart, if you, if you basically chart within the top 10, we'll put you on the compilation tape or whatever. So, um, the song, the one song, the first song that me and my cousin did together ever, um, it was a song called um let me um that song i submitted it and i finished i think eight or nine in the in the country and they put me on the tape and that was the first time i had my experience with it man that's like a really like a lot of accomplishments you're a humble dude for a dude who's done so much <laughs> i don't I, I, that's the thing i don't look at it like like you know what i'm saying because i'm always like I don't look at it like a, a how do you put it? I I I I, I kind of look forward to the next thing because I'm like, I know that I was like I was like I know there's more that I can do. I know I can do better. So I'm like, I'm always hard on myself. So I'm like, yeah, there's more I can do. You know, there's more I can do. I relate fucking heavy to that. But shout out Golden Face Killer because honestly, sometimes I get complimented and that just happened. He's like, real That's quick good. though, big shout out to the house. Never experienced this type of interview. I'm enjoying every moment of it. I'm like, yo, thank you. Yo, but really, it's because Mr. Tizzy's giving me all the magic juice. I need to vibe with him. I'm not going to lie. It's just, he's, he's making my life easy today. But yeah, I guess this, this format's dope. I don't know. I'm just trying to like jack all the people I love and make my own version of it. Kind of like what creativity is about to me. I'm enjoying it. I, I have no company. <laughs> this is great. Nah, it's a good vibe, man. I really, this your stories are great, dude. And like, again, like to me, to you, it's like nothing. But to me, it's like, yo, this guy, like, fuck. All right. So he's already rap battled and crushed motherfuckers in high school. He's like Mac Daddy cool kid up in fucking college, making albums, owning Baltimore charts. Like, what the mm -hmm. fuck? Like, that's like, maybe to like you, it doesn't feel like some shit. But everything in America to me is like, it's in America. Because I'm up yeah, in Canada, true. right? So like, listen, I totally get the reality of the situation that not all states are created equal, this, that, the next thing. I totally <laughs> get all that. But you still did pull ninth, I think you said, in a national situation. And I mm -hmm. heard those songs, dude. Listen, yep. I could have write that shit in 2009. <laughs> Yo, nah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I wasn't like you when I hit you up this morning. Was I not like, mm -hmm. bro? I'm fucking vibing on this shit and quoting bars incorrectly at you and shit. That's a tent. Hey, that's what it is. I'm. Yo, not, I, 
I'm glad you even, you know, quoted anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dude, it was bars. When you listen to the content of what this guy was saying at such a young age, it was prolific. It was fucking interesting content. Mm -hmm. And each song sounded distinctly different, which is why I was curious about your influences. Because usually mm -hmm. people are a little more pigeonholed at the start of their career. But your shit oh, no, I came off like, like this whole like realm of like honestly like you're an uh, one of those out there street artist type rappers that do everything and rely heavy on the poetry and the vibe but even your okay so all his projects right they're all about seven five to seven tracks yeah which is interesting because you know that's the current marketing and man's is dropping that shit in 2009 but they're mm -hmm. also like fucking complete in the sense that even back then to this day even though the you know you continue to series so the whackness keeps going on later on in life which we'll get to don't worry everyone but like there's <laughs> an intro there's like an outro there's a whole story arc going on within it like that's mm -hmm. not average actually for a young person in my opinion maybe i'm yeah. wrong maybe everyone in the world is fucking dope and shit it is what it is uh <laughs> but i'm gonna say that that's actually pretty extraordinary and i'm glad you shared that with us thank you thank you I mean, you know, like, because I, I, I dabbled in, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's, that, I guess that's one thing I didn't say. Because I dabbled in other things. I, I, I dabbled in poetry before. Um, and, and I had to. Because it was like, that's kind of how I got the devices to actually, you know, start, you know, kind of putting together the actual, like, bars and stuff. Like, I... Because um, I, I always tell the story. I was like, yo, if it wasn't for... If my... Uh, Boy, for the creative writing high school teacher I had, like, I probably wouldn't even wanted to finish. Yo. But, yeah. Sorry, you just said that. And I thought about my high school English teachers and how much of an influence and impact they had on my desire to both write stories, be creative, and become a poet. And there shout out to the fucking Wager High School English high school teachers. Shout out to Parkville. <laughs> <coughs> shout out That's to Parkville. Dope. Yeah, That's man. Dope. For sure. For sure. So, you know, that kind of helped me, you know, going on. And then I'm furthering, like, I'm trying to at least get better every time that I put something out. So, you know, I put that out and that, that, that was, that actually was a good time. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a good time. And from there on, uh, I think I took two years off. Um, because of who I was like dealing with at the time. And then, uh, once that really didn't work out, uh, I started putting music out again in about 2012. And then I started just putting more stuff out on, uh, on Bandcamp. So I got, I had put out another EP, um, called The Resurrection of Chivalry. That's on there. And mm. it was, it, that was the, there's a joke behind that tape. So what I actually, the joke is I actually, I'll say Twitter produced that <laughs> because I ran into so many different producers. I actually went into a contest of uh, some producer. I forgot what producer it was, but one producer had a contest where he was like, yo, if you want um, some free beats from some, you know, up and coming producers, Yo, just submit a song. I submitted a song from the last tape. They liked it, and they told me to pick. So I grabbed, you know, whatever they sent me, 
made like seven songs and then I, you know, kind of grabbed a couple more joints from like, you know, people stuff wrapped over and just made an EP out of it. And then that did pretty good. And gotta, after that, I think I gotta pause was you here for a second. Cause mm-hmm. now we're going into like super speed and we're not slowing down enough and we're not going into enough uh, okay. fun parts. Okay, my bad. Like, we haven't <laughs> even one time talked about a huge aspect of this shit. But yo, straight up, that is really creative as Marie says. <clears throat> Mad creative. Thank I actually you. really like that. I also like the fact that you shared how Twitter worked a little bit back then, which is fi- fascinating, right? Because you're already leveraging yeah. Twitter marketing for music in such yes. an early era of it, which mm-hmm. is huge, right? You know, right. it's definitely not the same game now. That shit yeah. is definitely different. That's now on TikTok. Ooh. Whatever you just did is on TikTok now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. You hit the um, influences at that point. But I wanted to ask you about performing because we've talked okay. a lot about releasing and we also haven't even talked about music videos one time. And these okay. are all elements that probably go attached to your whole like journey up into this point. So let's go mm-hmm. and like rewind okay. back. When do you start performing? Like actual shows and shit. Uh, I did my high school talent show. I did. I did my high. I did my high school talent show. Um, my father filmed it, and uh, it was a song that um a friend of mine. She she was uh she she was really dope back then. I think I uh, yeah Sade Night. She was really dope, and um I auditioned. We got it. And I, that was the first time I did anything on a stage. Um, and I was nervous a little bit. <laughs> she kind of had to, <laughs> she kind of had to hold, she walked off the stage to hand me the microphone before she started going. So then I was like, I'm going to wait for her. <laughs> I was in my head, like 17 was like, I'm going to wait for her to go off and then I'm gonna see if the crowd go respond the same way as soon as I walk out and try to do mine. And <laughs> so I went out and it went well. The crowd, the crowd was going crazy. What made it worse was that I actually freestyled the verse. <laughs> and people went nuts. They was just like, yo, I didn't know you. I was like, I knew you was freestyling, but I didn't know you could perform with that. I was like, I didn't either. <laughs> I, I, signed, I was like, I put that on the stack of Bibles. I didn't know either. And I was scared. <laughs> so, but they all just, you know what I'm saying? They appreciated it. Everybody was coming up to me afterwards. My father was impressed. Um, I hope he kept that tape somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, I, I was scrawny little thing, just jumping around the stage, saying stuff. It was pretty lit. I love it, man. I love it. that's that's another great that's a great start to it um Mm -hmm. so i assume throughout college and shit do you perform then because you're cool in in yes uh there was a there was a talent show at college so me and an old homie shout out to the homie am um rapperam.com if y'all want to go ahead and listen to anything that he got but that's my man's uh i met him after I got into the school and they had a talent show my fresh. I think it was my fresh. Was it freshman year? Yes. A talent show for my for freshman year. It was um they had it where where the dining area was at. So they cleared all the seats out and kind of like made a stage. And uh it was like a contest. Um we did a song. Another 
<laughs> another joint that I freestyled at. <laughs> and um, because I had the last verse. So what happened was my man's was originally going to do it anyway. But uh, one of his homeboys had pulled out like, like maybe I think the week or two before. And he was like, yo, I heard you was fired, blah, blah, blah. So we was, we freestyled real quick before, you know what I'm saying? And he liked what I had. So I was like, he was like, yo, you think we could do that on the stage? I was like, what you mean? He was like, well, there's a talent show, blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. So I, you know, I met up with him. I went to his crib. He played the beat. The beat was over, what was it? I think it was a fabulous song. I can't remember. I can't remember what the beat was called. Um, but dropped the beat and, you know, we was just rapping over. He was like, yo, let's try that thing. I was like, all right, cool. Let's, I was like, I hope I can remember all this shit when we get on the stage. So we went, um, the day came, we went, um, we did it. I'll never forget it. Cause the, like they went, beat was playing, beat was playing all through. I'm hyping them up. Like they, somebody in this in the um afterwards was like, "Yo, if you didn't rap, you could have been a hype man." <laughs> but I was like, "All right, cool." But beat was playing when they was rapping. As soon as it was my turn, they decided to cut the beat down. <laughs> so I was like, "I didn't do that." <laughs> and then, as soon as the beat cut down, I was like, "Fuck it." Wait, did I rock the way that I stop, stop, drop, and pop when I go get hot? Like I just started going off the top of my head after that. I kind of dropped the microphone. Everybody went nuts. And literally, think, you literally did a mic drop. <laughs> yeah, drop the mic. Everybody oh went. Oh my nuts. freaking goodness! That is went amazing. Nuts. And they was like, I think we finished second. Uh, yeah, they say we got second. First prize went to a few dancers, um, but we finished second. It was it was a crazy night. <laughs> Because afterwards, everybody wanted to, you know what I'm saying, go out and get lit. I I went home. <laughs> like I said, I had, to, I had to help my grandmother. So I just went home after that. <laughs> oh, my fucking gosh. So, like, on top of the fact that the guy's, like, a fucking superstar in college, he's like, you know what? I'm going to do the responsible thing and go home <laughs> and take care Yo, of my family what after. <laughs> that's what happened. I just went home. I was like, all right. I was like, I got to go to college. It didn't look cool. Later. But it certainly looks fucking cool these days. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm trying. I was trying. I was like, all right, cool. You know. Yeah, big respect. <laughs> oh my um, god. All right. So, um, throughout college, was there like we were like at parties and shit, freestyling and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff? Well, hey, so <laughs> here's a messed up story. <laughs> I went. So there was there was like a, a I think it was like a, a toga party or something something like that. And we were supposed to go. I was outside. And we was outside in line. And I was I had to be like, yeah, this rushed me. So I was like 18. I was outside waiting in line. And everybody was like, yo, it's the the line was out the door. We was like, oh yo, man. I was like, we I was like, we're gonna be out here forever, bro. Like, I didn't think it would take that long to take tickets. <laughs> so we just standing outside. And then my man was like, hey, yo, fuck it. So now I was like, now? <laughs> we're, doing this, we're doing this right now? And we just started freestyling, moving up the line. And then, you know, the line's going crazy. And then I got a phone call. <laughs> and <laughs> I felt that one of my family members needed help. 
So I had to go home. <laughs> so I just left. I was like, yo, I I gotta go. Somebody fell. I, I'll be back. <laughs> Didn't come back because it was an all night thing. But yeah, that that happened. <laughs> but yeah, usually it would be like little gatherings and get togethers. I would go around. Um you just be sitting around drinking, doing whatever, puffing grass, whatever. Whatever. Whatever was comfortable at the time. Yeah. Mm. I like how you called it grass. I don't think I ever used the terminology grass when I refer to the, the marijuana. Mm, mm, yeah, no, sometimes we call it that. Or, you know, they'll walk around diesel, yo, diesel, yo, if you're trying to get it off the street. <laughs> what, what was that? They'd be like, diesel, yo, yo, diesel, diesel, yo. Okay, diesel, okay. loud out. That's how they do. That's how they, that's how they hustle. That is so nifty. Like, because it's, it's, <laughs> it's like it's very different than Montreal. Where it would be like buzz, I think is the way they do it in French. Le buzz. Mm, I can dig it. I can dig it. And then uh, I know for a long time, if you wanted a seven grams, you had to call it a set. And it, it took oh. me forever to figure it out. It's because the French word for seven is set. So I would just okay. call it a set, a set, a set, a set. I never even thought about it. And That's I was just dope. Kind of like, we never, we would call it a three five because we don't have fucking ounces okay. and shit. Right. Shout out Merker Music. That's Shout out Merker. What's um, good? So yeah, we have like three fives because y'all have your quarters and halves and all this other bullshits. And I'm like, mm -hmm. whatever. We got grams up in here. So three fives and sevens <laughs> and fourteens. <laughs> and then an ounce. We just flip the script and go straight to an ounce. We don't, we don't, we don't you know. That's just how it is. Um, there you go. Uh, I don't know. Work. It's just kind of what it is sometimes. I, I get distracted. Um, I can dig it. So after like college and you're doing all that shit, you drop your album. You said, uh, "Are you like promote performing around Baltimore to promote it, or like?" I I probably like after those like town shows. I didn't. No, not not then. Not then. So um, you was buzzing just off of the quality of your music. Yes. Yes. For sure. For sure. Yes. Did you do videos? Okay. Um, his was weird. I didn't do videos for, at that time. I wasn't doing videos for the music. But my mans would film like some of the ciphers because he would eventually get like one of those dope cannons, like a like a I don't know if it was like a seven D or what, but he had a dope camera at one point. And my mans would film some of the ciphers. They online. Um, I think I got. I think I don't know if it's still on my page or not. But there was there's a couple of freestyles around somewhere. It says Morgan Cipher, Morgan Freestyle, something like that. I'm, I'm around them, some of them. Uh, and they would just film some of the freestyles and stuff. Like they would just film some of the ciphers or whatever. But I ain't start making. I, the first time I did a music video, I put an album I put a, I put another mixtape out called The Outsiders and it was based on like the novel also no, kind okay, of no, pause, based pause. we'll get to your music video now we're at The mm -hmm. Outsiders novel the music video is mm -hmm. after that okay. so how did that come to be let's talk about this cause yo I have that book in my apartment right now best freaking novel ever uh, my mother put me on that was actually not only her one of her favorite books but one of her favorite movies as well um, and that is one of the very few movies I've ever seen make my mother cry. Mm, uh, that is a crazy cast, too. Can we just get yes. props to that fucking lineup? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, Matt Dillon and I forgot who was a uh, Pony Boy. Um, I don't remember they, either. I know the cast is crazy. I feel like yeah. all sorts of classic people are there. Patrick Swayze was in it. Yep. Name any of them right now because I'm really bad mm-hmm. with movies. That's what it is. Um, that's fine. I still know it's dope. I read the book. I saw the movie. I'm with you. I get it. That shit yeah. is a powerful fucking book that most people I think should consume in their life. Tom Cruise. So, it was a young Tom Cruise. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You, yeah, you're right. You're nah, right. Your lady friend Bonnie was right because she's the best. Oh, she's the, amen. She's the boss, Thank too. You. The boss. Mm. I'm just letting you know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Appreciate the platform. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but um, yo, one of my favorite books of all time, yo, for sure. One of my favorite books of all time, best movie ever. Um, and it kind of influenced me to make a tape based around that, and weirdly, the tag team of the same name. So I meshed them together. <laughs> Like, if you ever saw the cover, it's one, again, another project that's on Bank. So you're into I, wrestling? Yes. That's well, fucking t- cool. Yeah, I haven't even told you about that. <laughs> so uh, my best friend, um, Blizz, he's a photographer for many different wrestlers. Like, he's, for for any, anybody of the modern era, he's probably taking a picture <laughs> of him. Matt Hardy and all kinds of, but, so, he, uh, he kind of got me into like indie wrestling, like when it was a, like when it was really, 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 really dope, like when everybody was on it. You, and okay, trust, um, I'm with you, my boy. Mm-hmm. So my boy linked up with the Chinese wrestling scene and was the dude oh, yeah. who brought the first Chinese wrestling uh, federation into Canada in for the first time. Like my dude oh. made that happen. So let's okay. say <clears throat> I give a shit about wrestling more than a lot of people might expect. So I'm totally Yo. with you and shit. <laughs> that's beautiful yo yeah, yeah I'm, I'm deep i'm heavy i'm i'm heavy in the wrestling heavy in the wrestling like i i don't think i can watch the wwe i went in for about a year and a half uh this was 2007 2008 i became okay. a huge jeff yeah. hardy fan mm-hmm. jeff hardy won but by that point it's a weird it's a weird time man like that was like when hornswoggle was a person and like yeah. a lot of a lot of fucking weird shit was happening so it was hard yeah. to like really get into it and they stopped blood around that time, yep. which also diminished the quality of the product and relied more on apparently weird shit. Um, yep. So I fell off a little bit, but I also know about the TNAs. I currently know how AEW is crushing. My dude got is big into the what the Japan one, the new the Japan one that does the Kingdom something wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah, yep. and then Wrestle Kingdom something. Wrestle Kingdom. And then yep. there's a couple of dudes from TNA that went over there and won belts, and that was a huge fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so I went down and saw an indie show, this uh, Chinese Federation, I, uh, ICW. I can't fucking remember what it is. Anyway, mm-hmm. my dude was the guy in the ring and shit and whatnot. It was fucking dope. So that was my wow. first, like, yeah. So he ended up being that. Plus, he was then running out to the side and being, like, ringside announcer at the same time. Yo, and, so, and I went to, like, this fucking indie wrestling show. And I'd never really been to an indie wrestling show. I'd yeah. seen it on TV. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell y'all something. I don't even give a fuck if you don't like wrestling. Go right. to an indie wrestling show. Yes, this please. shit is a motherfucking experience. It is. You it you is. can't you can't fathom it. Call it no. fake whatever you fucking want. When this shit's in your fucking face, yeah. it is serious. Okay, it is especially not the TV hurt. bullshit. Yeah, especially if they get hurt. Oh my. Oh yeah, my god, if they get hurt. Oh. 
I was I was front row for some for some indie legends getting almost killed over some stuff. So I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I mean, we gonna call it fake or we just? I mean, I feel like the best word to use for it is staged. But people, you know, I don't know. They throw the fake word around a lot with that mess. But I didn't seen people almost die, like get thrown to glass and like, I even watched. Okay, like Jeff Hardy did a swanton bomb from like 30 feet in the air. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yep. Say what the fuck you want. That's oh, cool. Right. Yeah. He, he got up after like, eventually. He got up eventually. Like, he thing. got up after that. Like, I, I like Come soap on. operas when they're done right, and wrestling is a soap yes. opera done right. Yes. That's what it Come is. Come on, man. That's dope. I don't care what anyone says, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's for sure. I'd, I'd high-five you if I was in the... <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, I, cool. I, yeah, like, I, um, I, I was heavy in the wrestling. We, and you mentioned AEW. I, we'll talk about that later. I'm going to talk about that later. I'm going to talk about that later. But, um, yeah, so I put out a tape called The Outsiders. I mixed the theme of the movie and the tag team, you know, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, and, like, the NWO, and I just do, did that. And there's all kinds of samples and stuff in it and all that. Another tape on Bandcamp that's on there. Uh, I think I put that out in, like, 2013. That's the first tape I, I think I made money from. Like, it wasn't much. I think I only made, like, what, $100? But <laughs> people would actually come to my house and copy them. Like, they was letting me burn copies. And I was like, yeah, here you go. Yeah, $10. And they they get them. So there's that. <laughs> Fair enough. I just shared your bad cam link to the chat. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um and uh what was I gonna say? Oh, to the music video. That that tape, that was the first music video I did for that tape. It was a song. It's a song, it's still on my YouTube channel. Um, Walk Me to the Corner. I think it was I think it was uh I think it was called Yeah, Walk Me to the Corner. Um uh just a free verse for Somebody real. I had that in the chat confirming it before you said it. Whoever did it, thank you. Golden face um, killer. Yeah. Huh? Golden face killer. Yo, thank you, Exo. Yep, walking to the corner. Um, I put that John out. Uh that was the only that was like the first music video I ever shot. And uh my homie Small shot it. And uh it was just me walking through uh one of the graffiti alleyways, um, just you know, doing a verse or whatever. It was cool. It was a cool experience. That's dope, though. You pulled that off in 2014. Trust, that's not an easy feat in 2014. This isn't exactly the days of fucking quick and point-and-shoot cell phone line. I'm oh, already bro. in the game at this point, so I do know how hard that was. So that's right. fucking well done, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, man. That, yeah, I, that, that, was the first, that was the first tape I probably made any money off of it. Like, it was... That was a quite. That was another time, man. That was another. That was quite another time, yo. And so at this point, you're still not even performing yet. You're just kind of, you're kind of just out there doing your thing with the music. You're just creating a lot. Yo, that's yeah. an interesting case study, right? Let's just pause for a second because I want to think about this a little bit. For the longest time, motherfuckers were trying to tell me that like you have to go do this and you have to go do that. And a lot yeah. of times, people were trying to convince me that going and doing a five minute open mic everywhere was the best use of my time. And personally. I didn't believe it was. I thought the internet would be a better use of my time. And Same in 2021, 
I feel like the internet was a really good use of my time. And not to say that there isn't other grinds, because all of you out there with the, there's a thousand other grinds. I know there's a thousand other grinds and everybody has the grind that's perfect for them and all that bullshit. I get it. The streets has value. And there's lots of people who can pull that off. I am trash at that grind. I'm real good at the internet grind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm kind of right there with you, bro. Like, (laughs) But here's the difference. Um. Your shit was popping without shows and shit. Like you were actually doing a lot while Cats in My City was performing to empty bars. And that's so, an interesting fucking thing to me, right? And I'm not trying to diss anybody in my city. I'm not no. trying to diss anybody. I'm saying no, to no. me it's just an interesting angle that you were able to actually capitalize on the internet kind of ignoring maybe conventional wisdom and i'm kind of saying this because it was 2021 and conventional wisdom is a weird thing like dj bobby Payne, i know who that is because he's on twitch he made mm. himself available spinning sounding fucking wonderful on the internet follow dj bobby Payne, everyone he's fucking fire um i had to do that <laughs> and, uh, but the guy is like there and he made himself available regardless of anything else because the times made it happen and instead of being like a dude that like didn't do that he did it and now i know who he is and i'm able to say his name in the chat and i say this because there's just unfortunately some cats that it's a little harder to convince to maybe approach things a little differently so when i hear you tell a story that is when i think about it like yo you did your first video in 2014 but meanwhile you did a bunch of performing you just put your shit together but you ended up taking plus you're in you're in a different place than other places maybe uh, how's the ecosystem in this era like what is the live scene like in baltimore throughout let's say that 2010 to 2014 period it's close-knit i started so that's crazy i started performing in 2014 um and uh that was when i did the next project i did broken nights that was me and a homie from that i went to college with Kami beats he made all the beats and i put that project out I started performing then because I put that project out. I went back to coast to coast. One again, finished like, I think I finished 10th that time. And um, that time I actually was sponsored. Like they sponsored the tape that time. Like they put me in the magazine and everything. Um, So then I was like, I need to start performing now because I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting all this stuff together. Um, and not to mention my son was, you know, was born. So I, yeah, man. So I was like, yo, I need to start doing more stuff. And, um, you know, my fiance, like at the time I put that pregnant, I put that, uh, I put the outsiders out. She was pregnant, but she was just like, I was like, yo, I should be focused on this. And she was like, she looked at me dead in my face. was like, if you stop, I will kill you. You need to continue (laughs) to do what you do so I was like, all right, cool, you know? And so he was born. I put that project out and I was like, all right, yeah, I need to start doing more shows and stuff. So, um, yeah. You know, uh, you know what's crazy is so many people talk about, because I don't have kids, but like yeah. so many people, like when you're talking about the shit I had kids to shit I not had kids, they act like, like kids ends your life. And when I talk yeah, to people no. who have kids, they're all like, bruh, that's when it started. That's when it starts. It, no, it's a fact. It's a whole fact. You really I'm, learn a I'm lot. I'm that with my girlfriend watching. <laughs> you learn a lot. You learn a lot when you have them. You learn a lot. And you learn, you know what I'm saying? You you understand patience. You understand tolerance. You understand um, 
value uh mm. you understand loyalty you understand a lot when you have kids like it teaches you a lesson and while you're teaching them it's it's like a beautiful trade and transaction bro so um when he was born i was like all right i gotta get out here and go get this bread so um i started probably performing like i said the year he was born i performed i just started performing i was like all right so i was going out to the open mics now to answer your question seems pretty crazy um we got all kinds of venues all over the state all over the, especially all over our city um a couple that were um a couple venues that were like popping like i, I know a couple venues eventually got shut down um you know as of now i mean not just because of covid but even before then like a couple venues few venues got shut down but we had we got some nice places to perform here you know what i'm saying and you know, like so, like a lot of the major, uh, a lot of major acts go to a place we got called Soundstage. Um, they go down there. It's downtown Baltimore. They go down there and they tear a show down. They can fill up the whole. It's a club and like a stage. Like you can get drinks or whatever from the side. Go up, get your beer, your cup or whatever, and you watching the people perform for real. So um, they have a lot of nice venues. We got a lot of nice venues. Impact Hub. So I guess the glass ceiling in Baltimore breaks at a certain point. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because why don't you just? Because yo, we don't know. Sh okay, maybe they know. I don't know that much about Baltimore's hip hop history. So at mm -hmm. what point does it does it break? Tell us a little bit about the journey of Baltimore's hip hop and its significance. Some mean, of the highlights, at least. Uh, well, you know, there was King Los. He was signed to uh P Diddy's label, Bad Boy. Um, at one point. Uh, we had Comp, like I said, that was in oh, about 045. He was signed to Def Jam at one point. Uh, this song's, I think he did a song with Ghostface, if I'm not mistaken. It was really good. Um, but he kept, he, he, even after that situation, he kept, they both of them, you know, they, well, you heard, you know, Los is all over the place. He even battled Head so Ice. You just, just to let you know, you taught my boy Ismail that King Los was from Baltimore just now. So you see, there's he value in all that. No, I didn't know that. <clears throat> really? No, because he says it in like a lot of stuff. Yo, dude, I was Googling where fucking Maryland was at the start of this because I couldn't That's remember true. where true. it was. That's true. Like well, I, was, I figured I know the I Canadian was, shit a little better. <laughs> I, I'm not even I'm not even shitting on you because I understand, you know, you in a whole different country. But my whole yeah. thing is I thought it was common knowledge because he always talks about it. But yeah, he, he's from Baltimore. Um he he was, uh, from what I heard, he was another person I wanted to, at one, I did a song with him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Me and Ron James did a song with him um, in 2019, 2020. It was last year, last February. We did that song on Valentine's Day. We did that. We did a song called Myself with King Lowe's. Um, But yeah, he, he, he blew up. I remember he was terrorizing the streets, freestyling and all of that. And then, then he picked him up. Uh, like I said, it was Kong. Um, I told you, I already, well, you know, I mean, you said for hip-hop, so, but I already talked about Drew Hill. Um, yeah, I mean, there was that. Uh, Take Cobain, um, that was a little more recent uh, when he did the uh, the Bankroll remix. Um, yeah, yeah, a couple people, a couple people. President Davo, I, I know he, he was... Uh, Talk about, I think I think he was about to get signed too from here, President Davo. Um, I just have a quick question on this. Do you feel that like having this kind of hype and shit got more people invested in the local scene? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because 
I think what happened, I think like a lot of people, and, and I think that's not just here. I think there's a couple places where like you, you see people start getting popularity or doing their own thing on the net and they just eventually like, they were like, all right, we need to start looking into cities we haven't looked into before. And I think that's why you hear more stuff. Like, it, it, I mean, over time, it was the same with everywhere else. Like, you know, New York started everything, but it, it was over time, it was like that with California, with Texas, with Florida, with the Midwest, all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it, it, but I think with more obscure states, I guess I'll say obscure. I mean, you know, because that's not necessarily states that aren't necessarily in the public eye as much as they should be. They started looking toward more towards that because of the internet. Because, like you said, with the internet grind and everything going, you know what I'm saying, the way that so it is. I wonder is, if it's like kind of circular, though, right? So, yeah. you have a place like where you're at where maybe the attention isn't already being given correctly, right? right? Yeah. So, you're kind of almost forced into the internet a little bit more. And yeah. I know for me, that's part of it. Like, I'm an English rapper in Montreal. So, already it's you know a little different. And I'm not that social and whatnot. So I ended up going down this internet path, honestly, because I wanted to get out of, not get out of Montreal in a literal sense, but expand yeah. beyond Montreal. And I was like, yo, the internet lets me like, yo, talk to people <laughs> like that. I don't live here. That's nifty. Yeah. And I met a guy in LA and he started telling me shit. Like I found out that like LA is like 95% hood and 5% what I see on TV. And I'm like, Bro. what? That's yeah. what it is. And I, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't think about that when you're like yeah. here because you just see the TV. Yeah. And then, you know, like the homeboy Lindell, I don't know if he's still with us, but he's in Florida. Okay. And that's like crazy. It's like this guy's been like riding on the channel, commenting, sharing his journey. And it's like, yo, the internet is just like this gift. Even yeah, like, yo, just to that end, like fucking Merker. I don't think I've met Merker yeah. in real life, but we had an amazing long ass just under but not quite four hour chat on the channel recently it was wonderful yeah. he's in the yeah. city and i never got the chance to, to you know meet him you know like hey, that's just kind of a, but the internet allowed us to connect over these times so yes. that's kind of why i'm going there with it because i think it's just a fascinating tool especially because i'm not at a place where i feel like that shine is is where it should be not that there isn't shine and i think there's so much shit that montreal has done that we got to put on the internet so that we can yeah. get that shine that's why right. we're doing this this channel and journey and shit. So let's go back to I guess 2014, your Outsiders project that comes out. You're getting some fucking love in there. Mm -hmm. People are feeling it. You made a little bit of money off the project. What yep. else is going on in your life? What you have a kid? What else yep. is happening? I did that. I put out Broken Nights, and then when I put out Broken Nights, um, also in the band camp, still there. Um, I did the Coast to Coast thing again, finished top 10 again, and then that's when I got the sponsorship from Coast to Coast. Um, they sponsored it. They put the tape on that piff. They sponsored that. They circulated it around. How did you they get did. on that piff? Is, is it free? Does it cost money to be on that piff? It's, it's free, but if you want to get... So here's the thing. You can just upload your jump. That's cool. But if you want to get on like the front page where they see it, like you gotta get, you got to either get sponsored or you got to pay them. And Can you expand on this a little bit more? How do you get sponsored? Yo, let's pretend that like I've never been sponsored in my life because that's true. How does a guy like me figure out how to get sponsored for something like that based on your experiences, Mr. Tizzy? Sir Tizzy. I, had to, I, I apologize, I had to. Sir Tizzy. <laughs> I emailed. I emailed him. And I was like, what do I... <laughs> I literally emailed him. I was like, from my music email, I was like, hey, uh, 
I'm an artist from Baltimore, uh, kind of got a little bit of numbers, blah, 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 blah. What do I got to do to get sponsored? And they was just like, well, uh, if we like the project so much, or if you do so much, blah, 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 get more numbers, then we'll contact you. Or you can go through, I think they had some kind of third party that you could pay through. I don't know. I wasn't with that. But when I won Coast to Coast, they were willing to sponsor me once I finished top 10. So I did that. Finished top 10, and they put me on the front page, all of that, and they was, uh, you know what I'm saying, directing everybody to my website. So that was cool. That was cool. I was on the way. I was in a magazine. website. When did you start a website? How important is a website? Talk about the value of websites. So when I, the the Bandcamp was was the site because you could pretty much, Bandcamp is cool because you can put, like, if you want, I didn't do this at the time, but you can put merch on there. You can um, register. So, like, if you have, how do I put it? If you have a domain, if you want to uh, register a domain, you can put your Bandcamp as the domain, and you just, you know, buy the, the domain space, and you can put, for example, sirtizzy.com, and that could be your .com. It'll just go right to whatever site you're in. Or you can get it handmade. So what I I didn't, you know what I'm saying? So I just directed everybody to my Bandcamp because, I felt like it was accessible. It was easy. All you got to do is go to it, click, play, boom, there you go. If you want to download it, I never really – I only maybe charged people for, like, the first month at the time. And then I was just like, all right, go ahead, name whatever price you want. I don't even care if you mm. put zero. Download it. I don't give a fuck. But, <laughs> but I was like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? And I just navigated people to my site. The site helped me um, because it was a lot more accessible. And it was trying to um, – it kind of helped me out with – uh, uh, just you know, sharing it to a whole bunch of different people. That was like, I want to get the music, but you can't. But I like, I want a physical copy, but I kind of can't get it. But if I download it, it's accessible and it'll come right to me. So that's kind of why I did it, and it was working for me. It was working for me. And when I ran with it, when I did all the coast to coast stuff again, I was like, okay, all right. So they was like, well, I could choose a link to where I put it to if nobody's going to. The links that they submitted and then they had like a uh, radio space even they had like an internet radio thing and they was spinning the song that i picked from the project and so they just kept got, doing that i got another question mm-hmm. how did you get your numbers up like what did you actually do promo i hit up so i know so i i hit up people like you know those influencers and curators and people that make playlists that are fire I went on Instagram and I went on a search and shout out to my homie Double G who I did a song with recently. Um, he told me he knew a couple people that would that actually put together a good high number, high listing playlist. So I was just hitting up people who could curate. I knew them and then I just kept looking for more people. Uh, shout out to Jake Shaw. He he got you know decent people on their playlist. For real, Jake yeah. Shaw. That yeah. guy's on my Facebook talking about how he's this and that magic right now. Is he like, he's like legit, legit? No, legit. like disrespect to him. But like a lot legit. of times you see that stuff. But yo, that's fucking crazy. That guy's he like, me, he's a so real him. person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's dope. He hit me up. Like, he was like, yo, I heard like, I heard, uh, I heard this and that. It was fire. Um, uh, holla at me if you want to, you know what I'm saying? Get, get some space or whatever. And, you know, some people will charge, some people won't. But um, playlisting, yeah, I just hit up whoever's a curator. If they really, really like your stuff, they'll just put it on there. They will. Like Big facts. 
Mm-hmm. So you know what I like about what you said, though? Because here's the thing. I uh, recently tried this thing called Submit Hub, and I learned a couple things about this game. I was about to go there next. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. <laughs> so here's what I learned about Submit Hub. A, you can do it for free if you don't want to spend money, but good fucking yes. luck because it's going to take you hours of listening to music, and you best yes. be willing to be a reviewer. Yes. Good thing I'm a reviewer, but I don't have the hours. Uh, but I tried yeah. it, and I got my one fucking free premium credit. Here's how it works. You buy credits. Yep. Premium credits because fuck yep. the free credits. Nobody cares. Yep. Nobody listens. It's not what it nope. is. Influencers of a certain clout level are able to go on there and they're either playlisters, Instagram. So there's some hot chick who made a reel out of me. It was fun. But then mm-hmm. I saw the same hot girl made reels for all of my Montreal rapper friends that I recommended. She did all of them. And I'm like, oh, oh I feel less special now, lady who made a reel out of me. <laughs> you say yes to everybody. That right. really happened, though. I swear. All of us were shared in our stories. But I was the first one because I told them all about the site. Um, but shout out to my engineer. My engineer told me about Submit Hub. We were trying to promote my, yeah. my lose weight track a little bit to see if it was worth it. So I put like 30 bucks in. So you buy these, mm-hmm. these premium tokens. Then you, you categorize your song based on what the fuck your song is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you pick whatever. We had a lot of trouble categorizing lose weight based on those categories because it doesn't fit into fucking anything. I believe you. I believe you. And I had the same trouble too when I used it. I believe you. Good fucking luck. So actually, here's my first piece of advice. If your song doesn't cleanly fit into one of those categories, fuck that song for that site is the big truth about it. They will not take it. Uh, I did get on a couple of shits and shout outs Mm. to all of it. It was legit, but it wasn't worth the $30 I put in personally. But let's say you have a song that fits into a category. Now you get to browse by category. Now you have to Mm -hmm. do a lot of work, though, because this isn't just a one off. I spammed a little bit. And then these girls hit me back and said, your song is wonderful, but this is a ho music, all girl. And, and I'm like, and it was three fucking credits yeah. that I burned. Because yep. what you're paying you're for paying, is not actually placement. You're mm-hmm. playing for consideration. And so they listen to your track for at least 30 seconds and they make a decision. I got yep. all kinds of compliments, actually. I was surprised at how kind people were. It wasn't yeah. mean. Some people didn't feel certain parts of it. I liked it right. better when they didn't feel the beat. I hated it more when they didn't feel the raps. It is what right. it is. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. It was very varied and I was surprised at how legitimate it was. But all yeah. things considered, it goes back to the idea. You're going to have to do a lot of work, though, to make it work for you. Yes. You're going to have to research every single playlist Every single influencer, yes. every single fucking TikToker, every single fucking thing that is fucking possible that you can yes. possibly get out of the situation. Yes. And if you do that and you yes. make Excel charts and you track your shit all proper, you can make Submit Hub work for you. Yes. But you probably want to upload your whole catalog because you're going to basically want to cherry pick songs to particular people Mm -hmm. for what's gonna you'll go listen to their playlist like i'm telling you and this sounds like a lot of work right because it fucking is we're talking this is a 40 to 80 hour project to do it fucking right hours hours yes (laughs) yo yeah yo for sure because i got on ear milk i got i got on ear milk i got on um Who's another one of the good? Well, me and my cousin, we got on Air Milk, we got on a couple Jones, and but we recently, I had to recon for hours to submit to so many different blood because 
our music, we didn't know what the like genre. We didn't what know what genre necessarily subgenre. We didn't know what subgenre necessarily. It was difficult as hell. So yo. we was just like, yo, what do we do? Like, but Hold we recon a lot. Like that would take hours, bro. Shut up, Merker, for the bits. That's that's big. That's big because that's a that's a little donationy poo. So I gotta give a little shout outy poo. Yo, thank you, thank you, Merker. Yo, America's a real one for real reals. But yo, yeah, for sure. You know what, dude? I love the fact that we got to talk about Submit Hub. I don't yeah. know if you understand how hot because my girlfriend could not care less. And she like patronizes me with the fucking conversation. She goes, Yes, dear, I fucking love you and shit. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. But she doesn't care about Submit right. Hub. You yeah. care. You've been there. I don't yeah. I haven't really talked to anyone about this. You're the first yeah. like Submit Hub got yo, shout out DJ Bobby Payne with the bits. Thank you. Shout out fucking Don Smooth. Don Smooth is fucking... Don Smooth is a Montreal fucking legend. Okay, this guy was you, the bro. radio guy. He had the fucking show where they called him with the fucking freestyles. Oh. And yo, motherfuckers, to this, he's come up on about 15 interviews and everybody's like either I stayed on Don Smooth's channel, he didn't hang up on me, or I got hung up on by Don Smooth. You don't understand how fucking big this shit is to people. Anyway, I just wanted to share with you that we have some legends yo, watching here. History, history, history. Yo, shout out Don Smooth, yo. Shout out DJ, yo, yo, yo. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in, bro. Yeah, that's what it is, man. Thank you for being here with me and creating this environment to let them come through too, right? Yo, yo, blessings, 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 yo. But so, um, yeah. What go, was you saying, yo? No, let's go back to your your version of Submit Hub. Tell us about your experiences with it. Man, I talked a whole bunch. So, Yo, military reek like I so I do a little bit of it wasn't even just there. I do a little bit of everything. Like I I tried I did the I do the Facebook, Instagram ads. Submit Hub was something that once again <laughs> Ron James put me on. He found it and was like, "Yo, we need to if we I think we need to start messing with the bloggers." And I was like, "Bloggers is still a thing cuz I thought it was just the 09 thing." But he was like, yeah, yo, there's people that still, like, there's legit people that will still whatever post our stuff if they like it. I was like, all right, cool. So we would, you know, either I would pay it or he would pay it. We would scrounge up, split the bread, and try to figure out how to get our songs on different blogs. And like you said, reconning different people's playlists, different people's websites, seeing what kind of music that they like, seeing if they would even mess with you seeing if the songs that you submit is even submittable to them and i don't even know if that's a damn word right now but we gonna <laughs> we still gonna say it but i'm like yeah we did hours and hours of research just trying to get on and a lot of turndowns but the ones that didn't they looked out like them their playlists or their blog sites like if they posted the link they looked out like and they gave us a lot of good numbers bro Especially that, uh, remember we did, I told you, we did that song with King Los. Yo, a lot of places looked out for sure on Submit Hub, for sure. Like, that okay. helped me a lot. So there's a conversation we're going to have later on, and I think I see a little bit of connections to it now that I didn't see before that you're telling me in your story. Fuck, this is cool. You mentioned other kinds of promo. I don't think a lot of people are willing to be motherfucking honest about this shit. So tell us about your experiences with promo. How you did it. Here's the thing. I think you're doing very well. So fuck what anybody else cares. What did you like? How did it work? You said Facebook ads. What else did you try? Facebook. What worked? What failed? The more you can share, the more helpful it is for the whole fucking world. Yo, 
Facebook ads helped a little bit. Um, what'll happen is if you can target the right the ad to go to the right audience or whatever, then get that John circulating. You'll get a whole bunch of impressions. Impressions is basically people that interact with the ad, but they don't necessarily click on it. There's just like, oh, I see it, basically. Like how many views mm. the ads get. But if they click on it, you know, they'll try to push the ad to more people that would click on it that's similar to the person that clicked on it. So um, you hold can up, just, you up. know what I'm saying? If you promote it right, you get into the different places. Like, I got fans right now from, like, the UK, Canada. Uh, I have fans, you know what I'm saying, Hispanic fans. Like, it's, it's crazy, bro. Like, can it's I, been going can I ask you a, a, a question based on what you just said? If I yeah. understood correctly, that this means Facebook ads is not a one-off game. And I no. just want to explain this on purpose. I'm 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 expl I'm asking this in a pointed way because I see how people treat Facebook ads. Yeah. How long did you run these campaigns before they became effective? Depends. It it really depends, and then it depends on how much money you put behind it. I ran one one time. I ain't gonna hold you, Chief. I ain't even gonna lie to you. No, honestly, uh, the truth is the powerful here because I know the answers to these questions, and that's why I'm asking. A month. But I, but, 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 but I would do something like, all right, I'm going to pay a dollar a day, something like that, or $2 a day and bro, run it smart. for a whole month. Oh shit. That's actually a smart way to hustle that. Cause yo, cause yep. if you put up the sick of here, let me, let me interpret that for the people. This is my, a little bit of my day job here. So like, um, the, the way Facebook ads and shit work, it's that like you don't actually see it the first five or six times, right? Your brain's not going to register it. But by like mm -hmm. time 15, you may actually notice the ad, right? Mm -hmm. And this is just how it works. That's why Facebook ad is not necessarily a cheap game. But there's no. a long-term hustle that you can play on brand awareness that will work if you're willing to understand that you're not going to sell shit. Yeah. You might get some click-throughs. You're yes. not going to sell shit. Nothing. The whole point of a Facebook ad is so that people see your fucking brand. Yes. Because listen, there's other funnels that exist on the internet that you're going to see. They mm -hmm. sell shit directly as in products and services. Yep. We in the world of entertainment, this is our product. Whether it's mm -hmm. music, whether it's this show, this is the monetize. Our monetization source is different in that regard yes yes so what i'm trying to convey is when we're using facebook musician friends of mine etc the idea is to honestly let people know so a good time to do it would be to promo a single a month before it drops yes yes Not yes and that's exactly what i did Yes. But what he did is manage it in a way where he kept the cost down and ensured that mm -hmm. the same people saw the ad over and over again. Mm -hmm. Because if you put it all with like $60 up front, Facebook's yep. not going to show your ad to everybody over nope. and over again. It's just going to show it all to like a bunch of people one time. Now, yep. on the back end of your metrics, it's going to look really cool, but it's going to be meaningless bullshit. It doesn't Basically. matter how many impressions there are. It doesn't yep. make a difference. That's fucking garbage nonsense. Honestly. Most yep. Facebook stats are the, they're honestly, Facebook is the worst metrics. I'm going to tell you something at my day job. We have to buy a tool because Facebook stats are so fucking trash. They actually mm -hmm. got rid of the number of direct messages your page receives in a yeah. month this year. Yeah. What, what kind of nonsense is that? That's I a powerful know, fucking yo. stat, you know? 
got on my nerves. Yeah, yeah, take, yo. Uh, so anyway, when you like look in this world, Facebook is not actually giving you real data. What Facebook knows is that my company can put up real fucking money. It yeah. doesn't give a shit about your $10 fucking budget. You're not the target yeah. of Facebook. It's not real. It's just <laughs> bullshit. All that to say, what he did was, with the $2 a day, caps it at $60. Most of us can probably... I'm, I'm going to try this, actually. I'm going to actually test this next time. Because uh, yeah. I haven't thought of a way to do Facebook ads I liked yet. So you're giving me something right. to like here. Uh, but when you have it at that, it means that likely Facebook is going to reshow your ad to the same pool of people. But especially anybody that kind of hovered a little bit. little, little yep. hover. It noticed that. The micro Eight fucking times, second of a fucking hover. And mm-hmm. then... That guy sees it tomorrow. Yep. And then when he sees it time 15, it's in his mind. Now, if this shit is to upcome a single and then you finally post your fucking link, guy's going to share it now. Yep. Click it, share it, and then send it to other people. Yep. For sure. Um, What's another one? Uh, Google ads. I date, but that's more so like YouTube and stuff now. But Hold up. I'm not going to lie. I got to pee. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Google Ads and how they worked for you and how it all played out. Um, well, the well, so the thing was was that my homeboy, one of my another one of my best friends, um, uh, who's a videographer, um, he told me about him. He when I, I think it was like uh 2017, I think I can't remember what year. Uh, no, I'm lying. No, I'm lying. This is 2018 because I put out the nice jump. He um told me about them. He was like, hey, uh you want to um get your video popping to like 10k you can do one or two things you can uh hit up people and see if they got backlinks to different secret sites that have a lot of traffic so that they can click the link and go on it or you can do google ads where you can just kind of it's kind of like facebook and instagram but um it can you know it kind of can go more places and more people can see it when you click on different websites and all of that so i was like oh all right and he was telling me that the videos that he was shooting for his girl, he was getting 10, 15, 20K on his videos. So I tried it the back way and it worked. And then when I tried it the front way, it worked. It was like uh, you generate traffic from all over. So I was getting, you know, views from people all over the place. And the videos that I dropped recently, they've been doing all right. So yeah, yeah. Google has his look. So what's the value of views? Um, I'm trying to, you know, I'm still trying to figure out because I don't think I made too much. I, don't, I didn't make nothing yet, but it's I definitely know. Definitely not bread. No, no, but I know for sure they they make it seem like once you get like the the, uh, the silver button, that's when you start really making your bread, and then. Um, when you start getting a certain amount of views after you get the, the, the silver button, yeah, they start paying you good, good money. But they said the new rules now is you gotta got what a thousand subscribers and four thousand hour watch hours, I think. It's very bad getting, money. Huh? Trust it's not good money. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm not allowed to say how good it is, but like I have a C, and I can get I have an RPM or whatever of like thirteen, so ten USD. I actually hit okay. that with my shit, okay. and trust my best month is like seventy dollars. Wow! But I don't have like traffic, man. But I have the kind of traffic like in the realm of what people have. Like I have, let's yeah, say you I have, got good, yeah. 
Uh, 450,000 total channel views. Trust me, when you look at the money after, it's garbage. Damn, bro. Damn. I'm not trying to, like, break dreams. I just want to be fucking real with you. No, Actually, if I'm going to be fucking real with you on Twitch, on this, this very chat, and not to, like, yeah. fucking ask for money. It's really not what this is about. But technically, I made, like, a dollar talking to you already regardless of whatever the ads might get happening plus i'm not asking yeah. for it but if somebody were to choose to hit the subscribe that's fucking money actual money so people with amazon prime on okay, twitch yeah. and i'm saying this mm -hmm. for you so that you can get your ass on twitch and do this shit for yeah. reals um can hit the subscribe button with their prime account for free and subscribe to somebody once a month and that both gives that person a subscriber point which helps them in their channel because yo yo twitch is gamified Twitch is like a video game for me. I have points I'm trying to get, and it forces you to go down this shit so that they get more money. Everything about their moves is to give fucking Amazon money, okay? Let's be real, because Twitch is owned by Amazon. Everything about it, but it's fun as fuck, yo. It's, it's like you can't help it. You put like fucking $30, $40 worth of bits on your shit because you want to go around, and everybody loves it. You get into this culture of just throwing bits everywhere. It's fucking fun. I can't help it. I just throw bits for nothing sometimes. I don't even know why. I'm not even like that. But this does it. Yo, YouTube used to be, this is from Merker, used to, YouTube used to pay out decent, but they scaled it back a lot, which yeah, is big facts. But it's also because the volume changed. Yeah. It's like just fucking ridiculously, astronomically, whatever, plus it's international, plus this, that, the next thing, plus all the money's in beauty. Yo, but here's the thing. Even with like fucking payouts, yeah, a few creators made money, but Auto Real Bank was really never on ads. It was yeah. always on sponsorships and shit. Like, yo, my dream is to fucking set up one of those houses. Yes, yo. I don't know why, like, nobody does this shit. Like, yo, none yeah. of us can afford a fucking house here. But if, like, five, six, seven of us teamed up, we could get, like, a fucking house in Westmount. That's, like, Montreal. And, like, literally do it in, like, a place like Westmount that has one of those huge-ass fucking houses and collectively put our wealth together and build, like, a fucking house that exists for the sole purpose of content creation out of fucking max like the gamers you know and shit do. You know who kind of did that? You ever heard of a um uh, a YouTube uh click called RDC World One? No, but I yeah, I was think there's a, I got it from YouTube people's like that though. Yeah, yeah, like he they, it's a whole group of of uh, uh, uh is they like uh funny black people, but they like make like nerdy stuff like mm. they they do like skits and all kinds of stuff like they make uh. Um, like like skits about like anime and and basketball and all kinds of stuff, but they all live together in one house, and they create their videos in that same house or around the same neighborhoods. It's lit, like and they they kind of that's kind of what they did. They put their money together I mean, and built. I don't know and how viable it is. It also requires a lot a lot of camaraderie. Yes, that's a hard one for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess um, I'll have to say the views aren't about money. Now here I'll no. tell you a little story that happened to me during COVID. There was okay. a lady who was not aware that I was with a, a partner in my life. And she, I guess, was feeling a little lonely. So we started shooting the shit. And I was like, whatever, whatever. I thought it was innocent. So I fucking sent her my shit. She's like, it's at 100 views. <laughs> you know, like, fuck your shit. It must be trash. Right. And I'm like, ooh. Wow. Because I just want to play devil's advocate because, yo, people don't get it. Like, there is a reason to do this and there are reasons to do it. But it's about understanding the fucking world a little bit. Yeah. So, the fact is, the audience is actually just as vain as the rappers paying for views is what I learned Basically. recently. 
So when they see my, what is it? Hold on, I could check that real quick. I think I'm under 10 at this point, or I'm fucking pushing 10 fucking monthly listeners. Uh, I click on my profile, 12 monthly listeners. I fucking look like a loser on Spotify is what it looks like to the average person. Because here's the thing, monthly spot monthly listeners is the big fucking metric. It yeah. isn't spins. So no. um, all the fans look at that as a metric of success. And I don't think a lot of artists look at that metric very well. So they're really concerned with spins and views. But like people look at ratios on here's another one for YouTube. People look at the ratio of likes to subscribers to comments to views. And the views, there's like a yeah. ratio that like makes sense. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have that and you just have a lot of views, it feels funny. You know? Yeah. But then you have to flip the coin. If the person's gonna laugh at you for having no views and you can't even get clicks, then are you because yo, I learned something doing album reviews. Um if your shit has like zero views on day one or a hundred views on day one, it's okay. But by like week one, any video I have that's got more than a thousand views gets like clicked on. But the ones that don't hit a thousand views in that first week, and not many did, uh, they just kind of get like buried. And I think it's a psychological thing. I don't actually think it's the algorithm. I think it's people. I don't think it is because I rank on most keywords. Believe it or not. Oh, actually, oh, yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. So I actually rank because I have long ass album reviews. Nobody has album yeah. reviews longer than me, which is I have like a six hour album review about fucking uh, Relapse, Eminem's Whoa. Relapse album. So let me tell you, I rank high. But what I learned is my videos, people don't want to click on some shit that's two years old with less than a thousand views. I don't know why, but they don't want to do it. That's so there's weird. this degree of appearances that actually do matter. It's yes, I know for the people on my side of the audience that are like, I'm the three people that do that. I totally fucking feel you. I know you exist because you're riding with me. Um, yeah. But the big facts of the situation is the average consumer and even myself. I'm like, yo, looking at shit with 92 views that are reviewers. I look at their sub counts. I'm like, pleb. And I'm fucking, it's so fucking stupid, right? Because I don't even have a platform yet, okay? I don't even have shit. But this is the truth you about how it, we treat content, though. So, like, there is a degree of, like, yo, if I had 10,000 views, I would get more clicks. Right. Over time. So, if you think about the macro payoff over five years, it may be there. Yeah, for sure. And it's never, like, an upfront thing. They, I, I think they push that. I think they push that narrative where it's not an upfront thing. It's like a, yo, you got this number... And, you know, eventually you start, you know, getting your, 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 your subscribers up and everything. And then eventually those people will go back and be like, oh, well, if the new stuff is dope, what's the old stuff like? And mm. they bank off of that. A lot of people bank off of that. Look at that. I'm shit. banking Look off it. of that. Yeah, hey, there, there you go. There you go, bro. There you go. Yeah, I just trust that anybody can listen to any one of my projects today. And the music holds up because I wrote them in a way where they're not fucking going to age out and be like, whatever. They're all weirdly me. Yo, yeah, that, 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 that right there. And that's, that's kind of how I've been doing it. Yeah, I feel it though. I feel it in your music. No, I'm yeah, not even going to lie. Because like I said, I went back to this guy. Because yo, here's what I figure. I'm going to listen to your shit. Like, I'm going to go back to the first project a little bit. I realize, I, th I want to start doing that. If I can't hear it all, at least, I'm going to hear the first one and the last one. Yeah. I want to know that contrast, right? And, yo, I couldn't tell a fucking difference. Yo, shout out this Snowman420 for showing up and saying good evening, gentlemen. 
Hey, what up, Snow? I think that's my man. What's up, Snow? That's cool. I just like shouting out the people. Um, I don't know. I'm also uh, this is the part of the podcast we've hit about two hours, which mm-hmm. is dope. I'm yes. higher than we were at the beginning. <laughs> uh, but while we're on this, whatever, this was great. I'm glad we talked about ads a bit. But what is your perception of the value of having views? That's a little bit of how I see the value because there is a superficial thing to convince audiences you're not full of shit. Because while artists know what's up, do fans care? That's they another question I never really bothered. To, we don't. We don't talk about. What do fans right. care about? Me, I'll tell you what, I'll say this. A- anybody, you know, that support me or anything, um, I don't know if they care about the views, bro, because, you know, I, I mean, I've told you, I, I sat up there, I I've, I made $100 of a mixtape. I couldn't really, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't really mm. out, out, out there like that yet. Um, But at the same time, the way I see it, because I'm not, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. The numbers I'm getting now, I mean, it's decent. The money is decent, but it's not like I'm quitting my job tomorrow, kind of. You know what I'm saying? But I right. look at it like the what I see the value in it is the numbers help more like sponsorships. Like they give you more hey, eyes. Spit that brand. game. Yes, like spit. you get more. You get more like eyes from sponsorship. You get you was like, oh, I could get these amount of numbers from yo. Fifty three thousand fucking listeners. I do? Yeah, dog. <laughs> I, I, I do? What you Yo, I just I, I got curious. Your monthly Yo, I following? Never, I haven't checked. I haven't checked since I put the project out. Bruh. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. what? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You have 53,000 monthly listeners right now, Sir TZ. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. Oh, just so that y'all can see I'm not lying. It says it right there. I'm putting it in front of his face. Um. Oh, sweet Jesus. I didn't know just... it got that high. Wow. Like, I saw it, like no, like, no joke. It was at, like, 10, 20, and I was like, yeah, I'm back up. I'm back up. And then uh, I just left it after that. Like, when I put the project Bro. out. Now, what Bro. just happened? Bro, congratulations, <laughs> eh? Thank you. And this is the high- I think this might have been the highest. I've- Yo, this is crazy. Okay. Uh, salute. Whoever. Somebody's thank celebrating you. tonight. <laughs> thank you. Maybe thank that paycheck's going to be... You. You're running that's some crazy. quick numbers, man. No, no, that's not a bad paycheck coming your fucking way, actually. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> yo, thank everybody, yo. Like, I, yo. <laughs> yo, I feel it, oh, man. I'm crazy, so happy man. for you. Y'all don't get it. I am like so fucking happy to hear this. Like, I can't even believe that I got to share this moment with you. Like, Merker's like Tizzy's a star. Wow, all these people here are fucking lighting it up, man, because you are a fucking champion. And that's why we're even doing this. Because, yo, like I said, man, I was reveling already in the amount of work you put into your story that you disregarded as nothing. But look at this moment. What a fucking heroic moment. What, 12 years? Did Did you do crazy promotion for this? Uh, not as insane from, I did more, I probably did way more promo for the Wackness 3 than I did for this one. This one, I kind of went light. And, oh my, oh my God, bro. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm shocked. 
did not know. I didn't know people was bumping it like that. That's crazy. What I didn't even pay hell? attention one time either. That's like terrible diligence on my end. I'm glad I checked that. Yo, because I, I would have woke up the next day like, hmm, let me see what I, what? Like, <laughs> oh my God, bro. What? Yo, yo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so proud, yo. I'm so, I'm so proud of all of y'all. If y'all like, Whoever, whoever's watching this, whoever's like supporting, whoever's sharing, like, cause some some people tell me they like, yo, I bumped this like ten times today. Some people will tell me, but then it's like a lot of people that I'm pushing it to through the through everything, and they're like, dude, that's who is this kid? They come find me. Three thousand listeners. Jesus Christ! That's not even spins. Yo, bro, what the hell? Y'all gotta understand, this is an 18-day-old project, right? So it actually is kind of fucking crazy. I I didn't know what to expect when I put this together. I, I never know. I never know, because I don't know if what... I don't know, because, like, some people have their opinions. Some people have what Yo, they... I gotta, you know, I, know that this means that you gotta push this motherfucker, because monthly yeah. listeners is monthly listeners, and you got I gotta ride this wave, dog. I'm not even gonna lie. This is like straight up. If I was a consultant giving you fucking game right now, this is a fucking moment where you gotta kind of like jump on. Yeah, I'm gonna have to now. That's crazy. I'm okay. All right. I have some people. I gotta. <laughs> I have some people. I gotta hit up tomorrow. Then Jesus Christ. Cause yo, that's that's kind of nice. That's like the oh. potential. Of, if you play that right, you make it six figures. <clears throat> yo. No, it's not impossible. I don't know the solution. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I've never been in that shoes. So, hey, but look, look. Dot, no, nah, not, I mean, this, this is some though. self-pity party. This is, dude, I'm doing this. I'm fucking loving it. I got to share this moment with you. This is an amazing way to spend a fucking time. Um, thank you for dude, telling me. Like, crazy. Thank you for telling me. Like, for sure. Like, thank you. That's nuts. I, yo, I, <laughs> yo. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. You know what I think it is? Because I'm looking at it. It's the Stevie Stone feature. Oh. Whole life. Yeah. Shout out Stevie Stone and shout out Wishmaster. Because that is 70998 And so what Jesus I think happened Christ. is is it appears when you search for Stevie Stone or whatever. And you're getting a crazy organic boost off of that. Yeah. That's what I think just happened here. You gotta tell us how that collab came Because that shows a lot of value dog That's some shit that we don't all see happen in real life Where we get to dissect this moment We I told you I, I think I told you before we You know did this Wishmaster's the plug bro I don't know who Wishmaster, Wishmaster is though Wishmaster Beats um, He produced For a lot of different people Actually so Do y'all watch um, This is so weird I we from different countries. I ask these questions. Y'all watch Saturday Night Live? Yeah, of course. It's not that different. Remember? Okay, okay, cool. I, I just wanted to make sure. I, you know what I'm saying? I just want to make sure. <laughs> My girlfriend loves Saturday Night Live. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. She loves cool, it. Cool. She quotes classic skits, all that shit. Okay, so do y'all remember I'm on a boat? Of course. That shit's a banger. He made that beat. No way. 
He you made have that no beat. idea how much I've listened to that song in my fucking life, dog. Right now in my head, I want to start singing it. You have no idea. Me too. Back. Me too. He made Wishmaster not only made that beat, he also worked uh, with Tech Nine. Tech Nine is the owner of Strange Music. Yes, um, sir. Now Stevie Stone is actually signed to Tech Nine on Strange Music. Wishmaster hit me up in the email and was saying that people was he Stevie was giving verses out. And um, he was giving out for the low. So I hit him back and was like, yo, I'm down. I paid whatever fees they wanted me to. And there you go. He sent me a hook. And that song, that song. Let me let me tell you all something. I read the Gucci Man book recently. Uh, Gucci Man bought a hook from Killer Mike and somebody else. I don't remember who it was. Like fucking Bun B or mm -hmm. something. Yeah, uh, $4,000 to Bun B, $1,000 to Killer Mike. In his opinion, it was the best investment he ever made because it launched his career. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that money is, is like this, this type of shit. Yeah. Is a lot of it. Because you know what I hear a lot? And I used to be this guy. So in a lot of ways, I'm not talking from a guy who like is judging it. I'm saying it. I used to be sitting there with these dudes complaining about this shit. So I know exactly what it is because half of y'all talked to me about it and we said the same shit to each other. So um, <clears throat> it's like this ego shit where like you're like, fuck that. I want to earn my feature. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's cool. And maybe some people can earn that feature. But if you treat this like a business, which is what I believe you're doing, because you're also an artist, which is amazing. How often do you get to actually talk to artists who treat their business like business? To me, it is a gift, okay? A gift. <laughs> um, then you do something like that. Like, trust. It's in my mind. I don't know who the fuck it is I'm going to buy, but inevitably. So, like, um, it's just the kind of ideas where, like, let's say somebody like Killer Mike showed up and said, like, 10K. I can't afford that. But if I could, I'd fucking put that money up in a second just because it would give me the opportunity to work with Killer Mike. He's still okay. going to fucking do something with you. Yeah, Even if it's a throwaway from Killer Mike, Killer Mike's Mike. He's Mike. When I saw Trigger Warning with Killer Mike, I fell in like not to say yeah. like I fell in love with the idea of everything he is, and he became like the guy I want to be. Mm-hmm. That was a great show. Run the jewels. Who the fuck teaches with porn? I keep telling everybody that's a smart choice, and everybody disagrees with me on some ethical shit. But I'm like, nah, dog. Just use sex to teach everybody everything. Have people shagging while you're teaching coding. And watch how a lot more people know how to code. Facts. <laughs> it sells, bro. It sells. If you type in the next part of the algorithm, I'll take my top off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> For sure, though. But that's a fact. That's a fact. That's that's lucrative. <laughs> I was thinking that going, if that doesn't exist. <laughs> I, no, I know some people. Do. <laughs> <laughs> this day and age. But uh, that, that's fucking funny, man. Um, that's cool that it like worked out like that. So you basically just did the thing. You reached out to the people. You were willing yeah. to put up what needed to be put up. And I'm saying that because that's the truth of the game, man. Everybody acts like there's ways around this in some miracle. And there is. It's called the fucking lottery of life. And in the lottery of life, sometimes... Hold on. Merka said people pay for feature then they spend all their time promoting the artist they paid the feature for. Basically, nah, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> but basically that's what happens. Okay, elaborate on that. 
because I don't know a lot about this. I to me, this is a new world. I just know it's a real thing that is actually necessary, but it's a new world to me. So you can educate me on that. What that or means. they like either it's either that or they do the thing where. No, but what does that mean exactly? Like, like what he said. Yeah. yeah. Um, like basically, they don't, and I think it's kind of the same thing that I was about to say. They don't really promote themselves. They buy the feature to see if they can get the numbers from the artists that they're featuring with. Like they buy the feature and they're like, yo, if I do this, his fans won't come over to me and start looking for me. Mm. That's not always how that works mm. though. I'll give you a prime example. That is never how it works. I'll give you a prime example. We did um, we did the King Lowe's feature, me and my cousin, we did the King Lowe's feature. But at the time, same thing happened with Stevie Stone. Same thing happened with King Lowe's. He was giving features out for the low. My cousin hit him up. We paid the bread. We waited a while to get the verse back. But when he sent it back, he sent us back from Flame. Now, when we put the song up, a bunch of people, you know, was getting verses from him, this, that, and the third. Apparently, Lowe's at the time was living in the booth. And when he lived in the booth, um... These people were just putting the songs up. So you see all these songs in his feature list on Spotify. You can go look at it now. A lot of those people, a lot of those people paid the money and did not promote the song. Some of them, they still sitting under like two, under a hundred, under a thousand, not even pushing the song. They thinking, oh, okay, it's low actually, actually a serious amount of appears on. I'm scrolling through it as you're talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They paying that bread, but they didn't promote the song. Like I think when we did ours, three people got over 10K and we were and my group was one of them. Like we pushed the song ourselves. We didn't look to beg him. We didn't go to him because he did his job already. That's how I looked at it. You pay for the feature, he did his job. Now you gotta at least push to your fans. And try to get more numbers for you. If mm. and then eventually it's kind of like the trickle down effect we was talking about with YouTube. Eventually, those same people, you get a good amount of numbers, then then those people will start saying, Hey, who is this King Lowe's feature that's getting like 20k? And then out of nowhere, you get 30k from people just searching it. That's what happened to us. Like we just we promoted it at like we always do with all of our stuff, but and yo. it got numbers. It's funny because it's the exact same thing with Facebook ads, right? Yeah. Right? Like people like throw money at ads and look, I don't want to see names, but I've seen multiple people dabble in it this year and they all end up at the same place. Well, I didn't sell anything. And I'm like, wait, what? what? Wait, what? And then they that? show their, they show their, or they do the opposite. They just show a bunch of impressions and go, yeah, that many people saw that shit. No. And I'm like, yo. Wait, no. what? No. That that's not nah, bro. Yeah, you you gotta put you oh, you gotta push it, yo. You gotta push it yourself. Like, I mean, obviously you know what a funnel is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and I understand, I understand how that works. So like, yo, like if you but I know for a fact, like you push that joint yourself, you then you'll start to see numbers. That's what was happening to me. I put that song out. I'm not going to BS you. I put the single out and it did like 10K. And I was like, I didn't even promote this yet. I'm looking around 
like I I maybe got what a thousand off the first time I put it out. I maybe waited a week later and I realized nine thousand other people streamed it because they were searching for Stevie Stone features. Yeah, thank and then you, I and then then it's then as soon as I figured that out, I pushed it. I pushed the hell out of it. But I didn't know it did what it did tonight. Oh. I don't know what no, and you did exactly did. it. You played social media the way it's meant to be played with an understanding yeah. of it. Look, man, I'm sitting here talking to you and maybe there's some people watching, maybe some shit, but this is month 50 of this effort, right? Like, don't get me wrong. This is not an accident that I have this swag that I have on camera. This is month 50 <laughs> within hey. like two days now so like it's fucking how it works though so a lot of people come into this with this expectation of like quick turnarounds and i'm like because listen no. I work in, in, like you gotta this understand like just let's take facebook ads one more time there is a limited amount of real estate do you know how there's facebook ads in messenger yeah. because they ran out of space on facebook they had oversold the amount of ads that was available with regard to the real estate had a giant problem so then they announced that they were going to put shit in messenger the stock price went up they moved the ads over there and now there's ads in messenger there's ads wow. in instagram there's ads in the stories there's ads because yo that's what they do but who do you yeah. think pays for this do you think that the just to keep in mind for everybody to understand facebook yo facebook is a weird place right now because yeah, what used to cost a thousand dollars cost five today and it yep. will cost 10 next year, next year and it will sure. cost 20 the year after for the exact yep. same value do you know why multi-billion dollar corporations use facebook and guess what the average age group of facebook is old not yep. holding old 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 old, old. old with incomes the average salary yep. on facebook is a hundred thousand plus yep those are all real metrics, but what it really means is if you're a low-end rapper, you got to understand what the fuck you're doing in, in terms of playing a game like that. It is not yeah, about but... like – I never started Facebook ads because I did not fiscally hit a place where I felt I could endure like a $200 a month for three-year campaign kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah. I couldn't do that either. Not right now, but like I said, that's what I did. I did the two. I did the $60 joint or I did the $30 joint and I just see what, what happened and those algorithms just started lining up and then more people started seeing my stuff. More people started clicking on the music. More people started hitting me up. And I was like, Chuck, okay, all right. So like, just to point it out though, that was dead on Facebook. Facebook changes every year. There's a quarterly, yeah. they released this report uh, every March when they do their stockholder shit. Actually, it's part of my day job. So I actually read this report every year to see what the fuck's up with organic. Cause my job is organic and not paid. Right. So when Facebook goes, and we're throttling organic to 0.2% of your reach, which is what they Ugh. said this year, uh, which means 0.2% of your followers and likes will organically see it. So that means if you have 100 people, one will see it organically, meaning that you can share it and blah, 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 and whatever. But it means Facebook wants you to put money into it. It's all Facebook cares about. So Facebook marketing and an, or an organic they're just words that should never exist together. Twitter yeah. is virality going for it, but it's a weird one because, like, I've never random. used Twitter yet. I haven't used Twitter yet. It's just random. I, I, I don't know either. <laughs> Instagram is cool if you know how to work it. IG is dope. I, you know what? You know what's a good thing for Instagram for a low end person to do, or even like, even I guess a Don Smooth could do this if I'm thinking about DJs. Is the one that like ten, using IGTV. 
So I started doing a lot of freestyles, mm-hmm. more of these contest entries on Facebook. There's these like uh, TikTok too. Everything that works. Okay, TikTok's complicated because it's got the one minute, but TikTok is testing a three minute. And when TikTok hits the three minute, I'm a fucking market. I'll take three minute clips of shit like this and fucking flood it. But with one minute, okay. I tried it and it was trash. You can't get enough out of one minute for what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. with, okay, let me, let me run through it. So Instagram is really fucking good for like super visual shit. If you want to have a nice visual, beautiful layout yes. on your campaign or like That's you're good at like that. It. But the mm-hmm. other side of it is you can combust rhymes and basically do short videos. So all of my music videos yeah. are available on Instagram TV. And Blaya, and hashtags matter on Instagram. Yes. People actually search via hashtags. So Yo. like if you're a rapper, put rapper. Put Montreal rapper. Put yep. because people search via these hashtags when they're looking. So like a Don Smooth should put Montreal DJ in every fucking post he does, so that he's always fucking appearing in the conversation whenever anybody's looking for a, a Montreal DJ. Because on Instagram, that's how it works. TikTok, I'm new at. I don't fully know TikTok. I know that I can rap on it. So I bought literally. Uh, hold on, I can't find them. I bought shitty headphones with a mic in it for TikTok. <laughs> I bought this literally because I, I ha- everything okay. I have is too fancy for TikTok. Yeah. But with this, you know what's fucking nuts? Everything I have is too fancy for TikTok. I had to buy this bullshit that everybody has just so I can fucking rap because people do these fucking things, these duets, producers yeah. and yeah, shit, yeah, dropping yeah. beats, motherfuckers spitting bars on it. And trust, if you old and you sitting there and you're like, that's not very cool. Trust, you're yeah. wrong. Everybody's on that shit. It's fucking big business right now. It's where all the money. Yeah, is. bro. And highlight some influences while you're at it. If you want to get some, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll help. <laughs> but yeah, basically for music, I would say TikTok is huge right now. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't started doing what I'm supposed to be doing on it, but it's a I lot of the either. duets right now. Like Token, yeah. the rapper, put out this shit where it's like he'll be like. I'm going to come through and I'm going to do a couple bars here. I'm going to make it sound fucking lit. Now it's your part. And then he leaves it open for a little bit. And he looks at you like. Yeah. And he comes back in, lock it down another bit. Keep it, you know, and then like drops the little bars. It keeps it open. And then Mm -hmm. you come through and you fill it and you create the duet. And this fucking ecosystem is popping. Because all it does is it takes that producer, dude. Yeah, this is where if you're smart, you start linking up with your local producers. Yep. You start hollering at every local producer you fucking mm-hmm. know right now. And you fucking explain to them that you want to get some exclusive shit on TikToks for challenges. Yep. Because, but you want to use their shit. So you go up to them. Dropping they're uploading. Right yo, because motherfucking producers, whether you know it or not, are stealing the game. That's my yeah. theory. But like right now, the producers is dropping their shits on DistroKid. Just putting up beat tapes for motherfuckers yeah. to, to steal. So that's all on fucking TikTok, right? Because they're all trying to go viral on this next fucking rap challenge, and it's working. Yeah. <sighs> this is great shit, man. Nobody, nobody, like, I never get to talk like this with anybody. This is fucking Yo. Fun. Yo. This is a blessing of disguise, bro. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm loving this. I hope y'all are watching it, because you guys seem to be fucking vibing on this. Are you enjoying social media conversations with Holden and Tizzy? <laughs> 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 yo, it's at 15 i'm not lying it's like seriously sitting there it's not dropping or anything so i'm sitting there going, we talk in social media marketing this is like nobody wants to talk about this with me this is fucking cool this is what i do yo, yo like this is what that's, that's how i get up like you so it's, you know what i'm saying i understand bro 
I understand. I thought it was just me that only got excited about this stuff. Nah, dog. <laughs> you actually gauge people a little bit on this kind of thing. Like, look, this is what kids do. I talk to kids. This is second nature to them. Yeah, bro, I'm on everything, dog. I fucking upload the video here, and I use the fucking thing here, and I do that. And, I, and I'm yeah. like, yo, how am I doing this? Yo, I'm dropping my old man contest on Facebook. They last a month. The kids are dropping agile, like, 48-hour acapella fucking shits on Instagram. And they're even yep. beating me. And I'm like, yo. So, like, yo, that's all I'm saying is that this shit is happening whether we like it. Um, yo, shout out all of you who are, like, bigging this up. That, that fucking, that's cool. It's encouraging. Yeah. But, like, for sure. these kids are, because that's the thing is, like, look, I'm going to assume that most people watching here are not on the under 25 category. So in the world of entertainment, if you're above the age of 25, you're in what I consider to be old person music slash entertainment. Yeah. You're competing with people that literally spent 10 years of their life on fucking social media, social media. already. They were influencers by the time they finished high school because that's yep. what high school was to these people. Yep. They've been on YouTube since the jump of YouTube. How like you know like let's have some perspective. That's why when you bring up the social medias, it's real important. And just so y'all know, just so that y'all know, Google Analytics Academy is a very free thing, and I highly recommend you check that out. It'll give you a very big fundamental and data for free. Hootsuite Academy, that's Hootsuite, the social media tool, is also very free, and it will give you a fundamental and all this shit, all this basics, and then yeah. type in Coursera. And it's full of free courses also. You know, if you just remind me after. <laughs> but Coursera. You know what? I'll fucking type it into the chat for everybody. That one's a little harder. But that bullshit. I took a content marketing course on that for free this year. Earlier in the year. Because I was trying to just do I did it on my own time. It was fucking free. All okay. This, all this education is just fucking sitting there. Like, cause sometimes people be like, oh, hold it. Hold it. You know shit. And I'm like, Nah. I once took a vacation and spent 40 hours on LinkedIn learning. That's it. That's that's it, right? Like, I just did it. I just did the boring. Yeah, that I did a YouTube. I did a YouTube campaign. I did. I took, well, here's the thing. I, you know, I, I minored you, in man. PR, so I understand, bro. I understand. I minored in PR. So I kind of get it. Like, I had an internship. I worked with the lottery one year. So I, my Yo, state. You? Yeah. For, well, tell was, us about that. Like, 2012, I, um... Uh, I was still at Morgan. Um, I was an English major, but I was like thinking about doing something else because, you know, but instead of dropping it, I was like, all right, I'll pick up a minor. And they, um, I was in a library one day, a lady hit me up and came over and was like, hey, I got a flyer for somebody if you need an internship over the summer. So uh, it was for the lottery. I went and did that. And I was sitting up there, you know, once I got the internship, they hired me for the internship and I was helping people in the warehouse. I was learning about like how to PR, like how to have basically clients come back and invest in their business and things of that nature. Um, I was helping writing press releases for people that want money. Like it was lit. It, it was lit. So I learned a lot. So I mm -hmm. took that in consideration and I used it. You know, I use a lot of that in my, you know what I'm saying? My day to day with this I shit. Wanna, I want to know the top three things you learned. How to have people come back and invest in your business. Uh, how to write a proper press release and not use anybody's name or information. 
Um, and uh, what to do in a crisis situation to where somebody wins, but the uh, person is kind of like out of control. <laughs> like Does they that don't one time, yeah, somebody won money. The the mother won money, and the kids was like, "Yo, come on, yo, we got people out here. You can't be doing all that extra stuff. Talk about getting on the camera. You gotta calm them down." Yo, it was crazy. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it. Cause so what I we also doing, hear, just so huh? you know, that you became a hookah kid that year. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, like yo, they, yeah, I, you, know, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from that. Um, that experience. It was only for the summer though. But yo, best job I never got paid for. <laughs> yo, but you got education, yo. Something I yeah. realized is, so I'm in, I'm in white collar America. I call it that because what's the difference, right? These companies are fucking international now. Um, I'm in middle management, which means like I'm actually the guy who tells the call center what to do type shit. Not the, okay. you know, I have my own like projects I run and I'm responsible for XYZs. My boss is like, hold on, you need to stop doing the work. We need you to be more strategic, more planning. It's fucking boring, dude. I hate it. But like, you know, it's actually really smart and useful. So that's I why you know project management is fucking key by the way yo you want another one you want another one yeah i know i just kind of just like i just let the hookah kid thing go because that's fucking okay for the comments i fuck it. i don't even know what the fuck that means <laughs> i'm gonna lie to you <laughs> i just said it out loud and then you reacted so i felt like okay people understood that shit i didn't understand that shit <laughs> oh my god man <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's fun times, man. You're fucking crushing oh, it, Mr. 50K Monthly Listeners Champion right over here. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> I, did, I, yo, big up, bro, because I had no clue. <laughs> you know what it does, though? It fucking adds so much validity to the social media conversation, right? Yeah. Cause yeah. like you know, really, you don't have somebody get an like, a fucking hit in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what? Yo, like, <laughs> yo, it's lit. It's super. So lit. apparently, one of your first freestyle nights was at a hookah bar right behind the Townsend Mall. Who said that? That is the Snowman Four Twenty. That is my homeboy from Philly, and yes, he is correct. He is correct. I I mean, I'll tell that story because I almost battled somebody then too and they walked off. So... <laughs> yo, tell all the stories, man. We we crushing tonight. This is a great yo, night for me. So here's the thing. He was there. He, shoot, he might tell it in the comments before I get it out. Nah, so, you're going to do it either way. We going, so we got... What's this called? We went to a hookah... There's a hookah lounge that was um, in Baltimore uh, called Towson Nights. It's on the county side. But... um. We went there, you know, to have some fun or whatever. But I knew the owners. I met the owners the last time uh, because we was just walking. We was walking, trying to get food. And, you know, I was just random. I think I was just randomly rapping or whatever. Owner, One of the owners freaking heard me. He was like, hey, yo, you you sound hard. Come through. And he had a microphone and, you know, and a, and, and turntables and whatnot. So, all right, and we just sat in there, you know what I'm saying? We just kept freestyling for like hours. So 
the first time I actually had a show, he heard when he heard that day he heard me freestyling the first time. He was like, "Yo, come through, such and such." And I think it was like a Friday night. Come through, and we'll go ahead and we'll just start. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll let you rock on the on the microphone. I was like, "Say less." So we pulled up that night, gave us free hookah and everything. And I freestyled, you know, I did one of my songs or whatever. I did one of the songs from the Wackness One. And it went, it was crazy in there, right? We leave this, we about to leave the spot. This really tall white dude uh, tried to hit me, <laughs> tried to hit me and, and, and try, he was like, yo, I heard this guy. He was like, I heard this guy inside. He sounds all right. I want to hear him now. I was like, what do you mean by now? <laughs> he was like, yo. He was like, you, you off the top? I was like, well, I was like, that John, I was like, I was off the top in there. What you think? I ain't going to do it out here? He was like, he was like, I want to hear it. Went like 24. He was just like, this guy, this guy, I'm coming for you next time. And just walked off. <laughs> and that, and that, yeah, that was it. <laughs> that that was pretty much it. That's amazing. Yeah, you yeah. should not. You should just tell stories like that. <clears throat> yeah, Those man. Are good ones. Yeah, it's. Uh, I swear, it's like. You know, you come off sounding like a boss in every one of your stories, right? I mean, look, I'm just telling what I'm just saying. What happened? <laughs> he could vouch for me. He could like he's like he. I'm, he I'm not doubting you. I'm saying, yo, I heard the way you think. Look at the conversation we're having. It just makes total sense. I mean, hey, man, like I just. Like I said, I, I don't make the news. I just report it. <laughs> just report it. <laughs> Look, I just, right. yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened. So let's go back in time a little bit because we kind of deviated a lot from your story. Um, so we were at the Outsiders, and um, I, I don't know what happened after that. I think, we, I know albums came out. When did you start Catch the Fade? How does, like, when does that happen? That was... 20 oh duh 2016 um so, so it's here's like the right thing. around now yeah so um ron james my cousin so i told you before he recorded uh well i'm sorry he made a lot of my beats joke between me and him that i told years ago he's a little older than me but he was always my young metro first so, <laughs> so the thing is, is that he used to just make the beats and he would send me the beats and then I would just record over them. And a lot of the Wackness 1 and all of Wackness 2, he made the beats for. Um, so when uh, 2016 came around, uh, he was just like, yo, he hit me up one day. I was at my old job. He was like, yo, why don't we just do something together completely? And I was like, what you mean? I thought we were already fucking doing it. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, I kind of want to rhyme with you. And he was like, and I was like, okay. Like, you, I was like, I already, because I already knew he featured on a couple of my joints. So mm. I was like, yeah, he got I bars. All right, let's name. do it. Huh? I said, I did notice that name, in fact. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he was like, yeah, he, I was like, yeah, he got bars. I was like, you got bars. Let's go ahead and do it. He was like, all right, cool. So I went, we, he was like, all right, well, we need a name. And it's funny because he was like, yeah, because you mentioned Killer Mike. I was like, yeah, we need a name. He was like, I kind of want to do something like a phrase, kind of like run the jewels. I was hey. like, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, RTJ Fire was album of the year for me last year. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was like, yeah, all right. So what were we thinking? I we had about three names, but we decided. He was like, yo, he was like, yo, catch the fade, yo. I was like, okay, because we punch a lot. I was like, because we punch a lot. Yeah, yeah. What does let's that do mean? It. I don't huh? actually know what catch the fade means. Um, basically, uh catch fade like fighting like you we about to fight mm, but then okay. we was like but then we flipped it he was like oh yeah because we do punches <laughs> a lot. we do we do a lot of punch lines or whatever mm. he was like whoa i was like yo and i was like yeah because we, we punch a lot he was that like makes yeah. sense. i like that bar so, so your name we, is a bar mm-hmm. and we was like all right let's do it so we did that and then uh the first thing we put out together was called the way in and we just grabbed a whole bunch of stuff. Like we just, we didn't like, we didn't clear nothing or anything. We just, we just literally just grabbed beats, wrapped over them, and we just put them out and see. You know, we just did something real quick to see. You know, to show we got you know some skill with this shit. So we put it out and did all right. Like we still get plays on a song called Revolution, and mm. that that's. That's been kind of, you know what I'm saying, our thing, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we did that, um, and we put that out in 2016. And then after that, we did Black and Highly Favored. Um, that came out 2017, 28. We, we caught it like 2017, dropped it like 2018. And, yeah, that did really well, too. And then my cousin had the crazy idea of having the chopped and screwed version of the album. And uh, he found a Houston DJ that's kind of locally known there. And he did all the scratching and the chopping for us. And from then on, we just kept putting stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, why don't you stop and explain what the fuck a chopped and screwed is? So I'm okay. supposed to interview a guy who does like chopped and screwed stuff. And he's like, you better get some education up, which I'm going to do either way. But I was okay. curious to hear your version of what it is, because it's one of those things that I find really hard to explain to people at this time in my life. So how would you explain Chopped and Screwed to somebody that doesn't necessarily know what it is or hasn't heard it before? Well, Chopped and Screwed is from uh, Texas, Houston to be per se, um, by a DJ who made it famous named DJ Screw, who uh, eventually, you know, passed away. But... Uh, what it is 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 taking a song and kind of like you know slowing it down and kind of like adding different like chopping effects so like you might hear a word or two over or things of that nature and you know they some some djs they'll put scratches they'll scratch over it or they'll do like you like i said little like sample cuts all kinds of different things but it's really just a slowed down version of the track but it's like real like They'll slow it down to the point where they feel like it's the smoothest point of the song and they'll just chop it up, chop up different vocals, chop up different pieces of the beat, everything. It's lit. It's real lit. That was actually a really, really, really good thing. And then uh, I don't, you know, because Merker says you got to sip scissors up to understand it. And here's the thing. Yeah. I wanted to argue with it at first, but here's what happened to me one time. I'm doing this podcast. Like we're talking early on. Like we're not even on camera yet. The first 10 episodes, not even on camera. And I had a cough. So mm-hmm. we had cough syrup with codeine in it. 
You just happen mm-hmm. to have it there because it was right. in the fire. I never had, never drink this shit. It tastes like fucking ass. I don't want to drink it. <laughs> so I misread the bottle and it said two teaspoons and I gobble on down two tablespoons of this motherfucker. <laughs> that I'm, a, I'm a letting you know right now. That was 100% enough to let me understand chopped and screwed music for the rest of mm-hmm. it. It was one experience. And I remember got high and all of a sudden this wavy shit, it hit. And I thought about like, you know, bad and bougie and all that shit. Oh, Bonnie, my girlfriend's like, I only bought it because it must have been on sale. Oh, <laughs> my like, God. Either way. <laughs> so I basically got high on lean. And then we recorded the episode. You can go yeah. find it. It's I'm not going to tell you which one it is. So you have to go digging in the crates a little bit. But hey, there's one episode where I'm effectively wasted on fucking lean. And I was the happiest motherfucker ever. I didn't know. And I, mm-hmm. So when I listen to the chop, and it's crazy because I did it one time. And mm-hmm. for the rest of my life since, and we're talking like four years ago now, I kind of still understand the vibe. When I heard the chopped and screwed earlier, my brain almost went right back there. Now, I don't want to encourage anyone to do drugs, but I can tell you right. I had a very similar experience with MDMA and rave music. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But it's like, yo, you go to the right environment. Yo, because actually I keep this note on all of my like review files for the fucking 10 reviews I'm going to do in the next bit. Um, mm-hmm. But like it says, music is meant for the environment is performed. Yes. And um, that's great. Me and my first Metallica concert as well. <laughs> I did, I'm uh, loving this interaction from y'all. Honestly, y'all are making this lit. This is what makes for a lit. People don't know it. It's really the comment section that makes it lit for, yeah. for us, right? Like, Because they're just feeding us shit to say, and it keeps it going. It keeps distracting us. So it takes fucking forever to get to the point, which is amazing. So thank y'all, comment section. Appreciate you. Uh, no, for real. But uh, so hold up. There was something before it kind of disappears. The snowman 420 says, tell him to talk about the medley. Oh, God. (laughs) This is what it is. It's your story, dog. (laughs) All right. So this was that was that was around the time of the SoundCloud phase. So I put I actually put out four. But the one he's referring to is probably the first one. Um. I put out these songs to whereas, uh, how do I put this? For 16 bars a piece within a five minute span, well, well, three, three to five minutes usually. I think I made one like seven just to see how it would go. But um, I would take a, a vert, like I would take a, 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 a song and just do like maybe 16 to 24 over it and then add it like kind of like mush it together with another song and then another song so like for example i'll rap over dj premier uh play it by big shug for 16 then the song will go off i'll add maybe some loops or something or some chops with like an interview or something and then you'll hear a rap music and then for like 16 to 24 then another loop another thing boom you'll hear one more verse from like Kanye, like from like uh, maybe like the college dropout era or something. Like I'll pick one of those beats and rap over that. Boom, song done. And I did four of those. And uh, those, those um, I would just put on SoundCloud to see. They actually got quite a crazy reception. And I thought about bringing them back, but 
I didn't know how around this time because I stopped kind of <laughs> going to SoundCloud like that. But yeah, I did mm, four of them. It's a little and... more complicated, even. I, from what I hear, and I could be wrong, SoundCloud is a little harsher on copyright. <laughs> yeah, now it's like different. It used to be like, yo, I throw a whole, it, it was like a that piff where I could throw my whole mixtape up there and rap over all kinds of stuff. Now they're like, oh, you can't use that. So, yeah, cause SoundCloud's like, yo, pay me for pro, bro. I'll master yep. your shit. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and they ain't mastering anything if you rapping over somebody else's shit. So, <laughs> yeah. So they like, nah, cuz you, you can't come over here with that. I'm like, all right, say less. So I kind of just got off of it after the fourth one. But yeah, I did four medleys. Yeah. Those, those were clean. Can I ask a whole separate question? What's up? Have you ever fucked with reverberation? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that reaction that is the best i made it worth it for me even if nobody yeah. else knows what the fuck i'm talking about fucking reverberation I, I, I sure did i sure did i sure did i at one point i was like what number 10 in my region <laughs> i logged into so what happened was for me recently that's why i asked this because it's on my mind homeboys are actually using reverb nation i don't want to say names or cash judgment yo it's actually a pretty solid platform for working around some of these issues actually shout out the snowman 420 for the follow that makes it seven followers this stream that's you sir tizzy that's your people's man because all of my people's already followed me thank (laughs) you shout out all y'all um but yeah so like it's actually it might be a place you can fucking record your medleys and the players trash and everything, but maybe it would work and get around copyright. Uh, um, maybe it is. Uh, but like, hold on. Uh, anyway, so basically what happened was, is I logged back in because my homeboys were on there and actually somebody released a track with me on it on reverb nation. So I logged back in and reverb nation did a sneaky sneaky. Obviously, nobody's using Reverb Nation like that no more. All of mm. a sudden, I'm fucking number three in Montreal. I'm like, bro. Okay. 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 So I took a little screenshot for the fuck of it because I knew yeah. that I was above a couple of people. But we all know, like, within. So then you start getting the paid ad prompts. P- prompt, prompt. Prompt. Oh, hold yeah. it. You can get so much exposure. Hold it. Mm-hmm. Do you want this thing? Hold it. Bleep, bloop, blop, whatever bullshit it is. You know what I'm talking about. And then, mm-hmm. which is 2020, right? We're talking recently. I was, yeah. <laughs> I just was curious. I uploaded my last track there for the fuck of it. I don't have a good reason, but I put it everywhere else too. Yeah, anyway, so then I watched how my fucking, I started falling in the ranks, but not quickly, very slowly. Uh-huh. Falling, going down. Sounds about like, right. You motherfuckers, man. Imagine mm-hmm. I was like in a weird place with my like confidence with this. These guys are toying with people's heartstrings yep. to get to the pump money. Because then guess what happens if you put money into their system, dog? You are now number one. that's how it works though because yo here's the thing there are probably just here's what i realized there are just rich people that have the money to burn so for all of us on the hustle and grind we don't think about the fact that there might be some kid that literally has fifty thousand dollars to throw at this because what the fuck else you know well listen though you know and then uh, you know what another dynamic why, when you get popping or rich, everything is free? 
Ooh, that's a big question. Um, I and I, it, it's it, it, I, I paid I've been paying attention. It's usually like that. Like you become like you be like yo. You gotta imagine how much behind the scenes shit's going on that's not free. That's true. No, 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 no. That's true. I paid it's attention like, to that too. That's true. He's like, That's I'm true. sitting there going, I don't know, man. Like, as I climb the social ladder, there seems to be a lot of cost attached to free. That are yeah. not. It's not bad. It, I'm just no, saying no, no, that. No, no, like, no. so I would question that. Um, we have another comment from uh, Golden Face Killer. Yo, shout out. That's ours. You ride in with us now. So you want to talk about the guild, Sertizzi? Lol. I'm getting attacked over here about it, and I don't know what the fuck that means. So you're gonna have to add context. Here he go. All right, so he wants me to talk about the group that we were in, and I was gonna get to that. Thank you. Um, so that was a beautiful time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, right, so right, a little bit before I set up Catch the Fade, I was in a group called the Guild. The Guild consisted of me, the homie Exoskeleton, and another homie of mine, Brian Lyrics. And at the time, we also had a homie. It was four of us. It was another homie called Arcieri Kness. We formed that group in 20, Exo's probably going to clock me for this, 2014 or 15. Am I right? Am I right? Um, Nobody's answered yet. There's a little delay. Come on, bro. You, you, you no, no. wanted that? So, no, but there's like, it, it takes like 30 seconds to a minute. It's not okay. me. Good Lord, man. <laughs> 2015. <laughs> 2015? Okay, I was right. So yeah, we formed in 2015. Uh, the first song we did, if I'm not mistaken, was a song called Round and Round. Um, we originally did that for a mixtape that we put out um, in 2016. Our first mixtape together, which was called um, Believe It or Live a Lie, which, is, which was kind of the motto that I came up with uh, for the group as well. Um, and we put that John out. That John almost actually... And that's what I was going to get to it. That actually almost won us group best group in the city. Um, so we just put that John out and we were nominated. You, like you win at fucking everything, Sir Tizzy. Nah, yo, I I, <laughs> I don't even think so, bro. Like this whole I, interview I, I, is a tale of you winning. You might remember it differently, but that's actually what it is. Man, like we but yeah, we I mean it was it city citywide you know recognition we was actually doing all right you know we put the first tape out um and it did that well and then you know even though we didn't win the award like we still you know had a, quite a few eyes on us uh we put the second project out we put that out that's called invaders that's still on all streaming platforms and everything we put invaders out it didn't do as well as the first tape, but it still did some good, a, a good amount of numbers to the point where people were still asking for where's the third one. So um, we put those two Johns out. Um, and right now, that's where we at with it. Uh, well, after that second one, right now, we're all kind of individually doing things. I'm focusing on music. My man, Exoskeleton, He's a brilliant artist. He's focusing on like his visual art, his graphic design. He's and amazing with graphic design, visual art. He does gold, great so three D printing. That's Golden Face Killer, right? Yes, Golden Face Killer. Yes. So Golden that's Face Killer. Your question for you. 
Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. It goes two ways, everyone. Uh, how do you feel about the idea of doing some shit, like going on Twitch and doing a bunch of graphic-y shit live on Twitch for an audience so that they can like learn via watching you? He does need to do that. I think that would be great for him. But he's already getting his stuff in like, galleries here. So he's even got no, a freaking just, billboard. Yeah, so that means he can probably get like 10,000 people quicker than me. Probably, I don't know. Both of us probably, but but his his graphic design is amazing. Love it. He said I'm with it, homeboy. I like it, man. We should talk. I love the fucking idea. I want to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's dope with that. Uh, Brian lyrics right now. He's doing a vlog. He put out. They both actually put out EPs. Uh, okay. Sir Tizzy. Golden Face Killer. He put How out an you... EP. Huh. How do you okay, finish shouting out your friends? I'm being rude. Oh no, I'm sorry. So Exoskeleton put out an EP called the Black EP. Um, that's on Audio Mac. My homie Brian Lyrics, he put out an EP called Four All Seasons. That's on all streaming platforms. Um, and that's Brian with a Y, not an I. Um, and he put out uh though he put out that project. He put out um Four All Seasons. That's on all streaming platforms. Um, they all, you know what I'm saying? They're dope, they're talented. They're from here, like from Baltimore. Um, and yeah, you know, that's that's where we at with it right now. Uh mm. we still a brotherhood. Those are still my brothers. Uh, we haven't really, like I said, we haven't released a third project or anything as of yet because I we've all been focused on different things. But yeah, those still are still put my out brothers. Two you projects. Know. That's not an insignificant feat. No, 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 no. And the second project was longer than the first one, and all of it was uh, produced in house. Exoskeleton is also a dope producer. He made all, half the beats. Bruh. Brian Lewis also made half the beats. Yeah. So Bruh. there you go. That sounds fucking fire. Yeah, he's dope. They, they dope you know what I like about you, Sir Tizzy, is you understand the value of friendship and working with motherfuckers. Yeah, absolutely. Your entire story has a lot of success, but it also has a lot of working with people. Yo, I'm Myself, down. I'm, I'm usually I have a down lot of, I have a lot of failure in my career, but it also has a lot of not working with people. Aww. No, it's okay, because now it's killing it, so I don't fucking care about the past. I was I just mean, learning yeah. lessons. I get to sit here and say that shit on an interview because it's the fucking past and I don't have to worry about it. You know? <laughs> but I mean, it's dope though that we even having a convo. So, you know, there you go right but there. That's what it is. Because you know, sometimes people come into the game a little late. One of the most inspiring interviews I had was this guy that literally, he was like homeless until he was almost 30. And you know, like he basically started rapping at like 37 and he's still in the game to this day. And wow. I'm like... You know what? I'm I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm not that old. So there you go, no. Bonnie. I don't know if you're still watching it. I said it. I mean, I'm pretty old in my soul. <laughs> but like, um, Tizzy, how did you feel the day you found out McFoley heard your song in your own words? Okay, so I was about to get to that too. So, um, it's better when it's thing. from them, though. Huh? It's a little more fun when it's from them because it catches yeah, you off yeah, guard. Yeah. And I was about to get, yeah, it, and that's great. So keep them coming, folks. So here's the thing. Um, now Mick Foley is probably one of my favorites of all time, and I mean, of course. And I um, well, you know, some people don't put him up there, you know, for whatever reason. Who the fuck comes want- into one Royal Rumble four, Dude, times, four times with a it's- trash can? Yes. Come on. Come fuck on. anything else. Who else could do that? And lose graciously. <clears throat> see, see, you, you get it. Yo, McFoley but... was the ultimate jobber. Yeah, that won the title. 
Come on, bro. Come on, man. So, so yeah. Um, he, so that's the thing. Another another thing that one of my best friends ever. Me and him, with shout out to Blizz uh, of Blizz Photography. Me and him uh, put was putting this thing together. He did this thing called Tales from Blizz, and we would do this like weekly episodic series where we would just rap about wrestlers. Like make verses about wrestlers, and every tenth Dude, my episode would geek over that. Like, I'm yo, my best it's all on Twitter. Go holler, go holler. It's Blizz. B I L Z. Bonnie, write that down. I T S, huh? Said Bonnie, write that down. Yo, I T S B L I Z. Go follow him and go ahead. If you type in his name and my name, you'll see a lot of those episodes, and you might see a documentary on his life as uh, a promoter. A photographer and all kinds of other shit with wrestling. But anywho, we was doing that for a minute, right? And every so, what we would do is every tenth episode, like 10, 20, 30, 40, I would do one. So one particular episode, what happened was he was like, I was like, yo, I kind of want to do an actual like song kind of verse kind of thing. I got a beat and everything, but I don't know if you know he gonna mess with. He was like, yo, just do it. I was like, all right, well, it's about Mick Foley because homie ain't even, you know what I'm saying? Last time he got a decent rap theme was Old Dirty Bastard in 2000. So I need to do something because they don't really, again, same thing I said to you, they don't put him in GOAT status like that, like he should be. So I was like, yo, let me do it. He was like, yo, if you at least rap 16 of what you got, we'll see if people like it enough to do a song for it. So we dropped the episode. I put it out on Twitter. It was in his car, and we put it up, and everybody was like, yo, finish it. He he told me, yo, I'll see if Mick Foley sees it. Because Mick Foley already followed him because he took pictures of him before. So he was like, yo, I'll see if Mick like it. He dropped the episode. Mick Foley himself said, finish that song right now. I love it. Almost died. Right? <laughs> so after I came back to life, <laughs> I went and found a booth that was local down here, and I actually managed to get an entire song done. The song is on the second EP called Seize the Night. And I put that out. Got some good streams off of that song now. And then as soon as Mick Foley heard it, he promoted it. <laughs> he promoted it on his Twitter. And now yeah. he followed me. I got a big question. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the bars and not to spit a little bit of that? Let's get it poppin' with bubble cause it stay a fly bugger till we buzz us up and put in too much work being duff or nothing. Still catch the favor on one on one and no longer we about by politics. But all mankind put a sock in it. Look to the side, they are not as him. My soul is driven, goes round the whip, off the dry is the habitat. All the well wishes in the water ain't a habitat. Keep it positive, I ain't mad at that. Since all these pricks that they plant off the cactus jack, relaying the message who's running this, going right through the cage, who's stunting, kid? I refuse, cuz by a large margin, let the tie die, show this dude love right now. Black Nick Foley in this bitch, what? Black Nick Foley in this bitch, bang bang. Black Nick Foley in this bitch, what? Black Nick Foley in this bitch, bang bang. Black Nick Foley in this bitch. What? Black Mick Foley in his bed. Bang, bang. Black Mick Foley in his bed. What? Black Mick Foley in his bed. It Woo! never used to think we're hardcore till we flip off the wall like it's parkour. Yo, you know the deal. If it costs more, your hood pull cause draws force to arms to the head. DDT, killing everything that you want to see to be. They ask what life really mean to me. 
Still being everything that they can't be. Clawing animals in order to be champion. In the hood for my life and my family friends. Selling everything, I'm the father of a mannequin. Giving a face to tell them, consider the mannequin. Breaking the New York Times within a New York minute. Just the goal of mine as I use the pen and we got it locked. The West Side and Connor Hall and Nash, me and Ron the Rocket Sox. Black Mick Foley in this bit. What? Black Mick Foley in this bit. Bang, bang. Black Mick Foley in this bit. What? Black Mick Foley in this bit. Bang, bang. Black Mick Foley in this bit. What? Black Mick Foley in this bit. Bang, bang. Black Mick Foley in this bit. What? Black Mick Foley in this bit. Bang, bang. Yo. Yo. You got people lighting that comments up. Shit's fucking lighting up in here. We got a Ric Flair. Woo! Let's go. Let's go. My fucking word. That was quite worth the fucking... Whew, that was a good time, man. I could almost feel the beat and everything. He was riding that proper. Mm-hmm. That was nice. That was that was a good Thank fucking... you, bro. Thank you, bro. You can just picture that YouTube clip because Chris, don't use this part. That's where it ended. <laughs> just fucking like <laughs> how <laughs> how so just got Mick Foley to follow him and it just ends on that fucking face now. Bro, yo, I was shocked. I was shot. <laughs> that's fucking fire, my bad. That was a Thank great you. moment, dude. Wow, that's that. That was crazy. That was a crazy way to bring us past the three-hour mark, dog. That's the real fucking champs in this interview series. Yo, because you can't. You, who the, you have to be interesting to hold it down past three hours. I didn't. Yo, yo I I'd be thinking oh, you probably talk too much. <laughs> it's full boring. You just be telling and saying any old thing. But yo, I appreciate everybody rocking with me, bro. I for sure. No, I, mean, I appreciate it. You just like listen. I mean, we talked about like social media shit. You held your own. Talked about everything. I mean. I'm not even the biggest wrestling person no more, but like it's fucking fun to talk about and shit. And I like it when people get passionate. Big question. Do you remember the John Cena disc freestyle? John Cena disc freestyle. Who said that? Uh that would be uh the Snowman 420. John Cena. Oh, I can't remember that off the top of my head, but he's talking about if I battled him when he was still doing the rapping in 03 and 04. <laughs> oh, damn. Yo, I can't remember the joint. <laughs> but I remember it was a night we, uh, we went to, uh, I was at his house. Uh, he used to live not too far from me when I was still living with my mother um, before he moved to Philly. And uh, I went over there and we was talking about how um, he was like, yo, Cena hard, but what would you say if you got to do that? And I was like, I was like, well, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> and I just bounced a whole bunch of ideas off the top of my head. And I was just, you know, I was like, mm. I was like, I'll rap over his joint. And he played like the Cena beat that he was using from like 03. And I was going in for a minute. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head because I, I have a question. Uh, if you saw that shirt that said, uh, spoiler alert, Cena, Cena won, would that like make you feel a certain way? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because at, at that time, I was still a fan. So I, I was still a huge fan. Of, so I don't know. Okay. So you, know. you, you like the fact that Cena won? Back in the day. Yeah. I mean, I was getting more annoyed when he was getting pushed at this at, at certain times but at the end of the day man like you know 
John Cena's a big time entertainer, man. That guy sold yeah. merch. What can you say? Say what you want. He sold more merch. He's the best. He... Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> he's the best, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. To this very fucking day, when I'm feeling away, sometimes I put on some shit and it, it starts off with that. You know you know, but it doesn't matter what you're fucking doing. You just feel better. And honestly, I hate the second verse of that song so much. I don't like it at all. I think the entire second verse is trash. John Cena's kind of lit. I'm like, we all hated Once Upon a Time, but that's I've listened to that song today, and I don't listen to a lot of other stuff today. That's yeah. weird, no? Like, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. He, hey, say what you want. He actually had some bars, though. He, did. he had bars. He has. He still kind of. Cause I remember he, um, not too long ago. I can't remember which game it was. Was it two K fifteen or sixteen? Where he did a couple songs with like Wiz Khalifa that was supposed to get on the soundtrack, but never did. But they on YouTube. He, he was. He still can rap. Mm. He was nice. He Your still favorite good. track was the Rock. What? The intro song? Was that your favorite one, The Rock? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You smell what the... Yeah. Yeah. That joke. For me, it was Edge in the Metalingus era. The... I'm I see clearly. I don't care what anyone says. Ooh, you know what was another one? was SOS Kofi Kingston. Yeah. That shit was a fucking banger. But I think the best one for me, honestly, because I rock it in the morning when it's like go to work time. Not anymore because work is at home. So it's, I actually yeah. don't hate, you know, it's nice now. But yeah. it was Mark Henry. Somebody's going to get their ass kicked by 3-6 yes, Mafia. Yo. I don't care what anyone says. There's not a fucking I'm moment. That <laughs> intro is a minute and a half of nothing but build up. And it's neck. fucking nuts. I don't think I know Scotty Two Hotties one honestly, but I'm gonna have to peep that after. You look fly today. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I know it. I know it. I know it. You know what? It's crazy because you know you watch it and like even at that point he was still cameoing, right? And he was still yeah. like, showing up. Yeah, yeah. Yo, and Undertaker's was a vibe. Undertaker's huh? was mostly a vibe. Oh, come on. All Just, of poof. all of his stuff. Oh my gosh. Gosh, I like wrestling. I don't care what anyone says. It's fucking yeah, dope. Yeah, wrestling is lit, bro. Yo, people used to make so much fun, yo. Like Big facts. My girlfriend is going to be like, and then you guys started talking about wrestling, and I had to stop listening. Oh, oh, wow. Nah, she's not my, that bad. She's my, wife, my wife would be like, what an undertaking. Like, <laughs> no, my girlfriend, game? though. Straight up though, like she got me into birds and shit, so like she's just interested in other stuff, and that's totally acceptable. Birds yeah. are kind of lit. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I didn't know they were lit. Uh, but now the squirrels are also involved, and because there's a peanut feeding operation, right? No, no, my fiance now she loves wrestling, yo. like she'll watch it with me, she'll watch it with me. Should we go on the AW um, in, on, on the 7th? Oh shit! Of, Still uh, happening? of uh, of um, April. I'm sorry. Oh, you guys are allowed to do things. Uh, well, it's in Philadelphia. We we Philadelphia allowed, is allowed to do things. I don't know yeah. shit all about shit. Yeah, yeah. Different states. They it depends on how how the uh, protocol is, and that's and again, that's if they don't cancel it before then. But yeah, we got tickets to go on the seventh. We're gonna be there. I and that's another thing that I haven't said any of anything about yet about AEW. 
so we I actually I currently have a theme on AEW with my best friend Blizz. I um I did a song for a, a kind of a, a young up and cover named Lee Johnson, um, and it's called One Shot. And um, yeah, he the, the 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 theme is on AEW now. I don't know. I sent it to my dude. I'm gonna be like, do you know this? And then he's gonna be like. Yes or no, but he's really into AEW, so he probably does know it. I don't know if that guy's famous or not in AEW or shit. I don't know anything about it really. He wrestles a lot on Dark, but I know they about to push him, so that's probably mm. that's probably why they wanted us to do the theme. But that's fair. Anyway, yeah. we'll see if he knows it, and then that's cool. You're, you'll get me cool points in the wrestling community when your shit pops and he gets fucking big, and then this shit goes viral, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No, sir, busy. Honestly, though, but think about the timing of this interview for me, though, right now, right now. (laughs) Chris, when you're watching this, we need the fucking clips now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yo, listen, man. Yo, I'm we everywhere, bro. Oh, that's fucking cool. It played on Dynamite already, dog. What? That's what he said in the comments. Oh, it played on AEW Dynamite, bro. Now I gotta go hit up Mikey Ruckus. <laughs> Let me understand this. Tonight you found out that you hit 50k monthly followers. Yeah. And tonight we found out that you got played. And I know what Dynamite is. So you got played on AEW Dynamite. On this TNT. Must be like, this must be pretty big for you. Yo, I... This is the best Monday I've ever... <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is the best Monday I've ever had. Like, this is crazy. This is nuts. <laughs> I've seen two matches where the song's been played in the beginning, according to Snowman Hold up. Hold up. Yo, tizzy. Yeah. That's this is big nuts. shit. This is, this is, this, this. You're going to show up like on a here. fucking wrestling soundtrack, you know? Because that's, that's what I have. I, I, I get them on Spotify and I find a yeah. wrestling soundtrack. You're going to end up yeah. on one. Motherfucker, look at that. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Mikey Ruckus again, yo. Like, he, he, the crazy thing is, he heard Mick Foley and wanted me to do the theme. So, I, and Mikey Ruckus is the guy who does, like, all of AEW's music production. So, and he just put out an album called Bring the Ruckus. So if, if you in the rock, like, I'm I mean, in the rock. I was about to say, who is, like, you know what I'm saying? Who isn't? But, <laughs> I mean, I grew up on new metal, my man. That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, he he ain't nothing but a. I I, t- I I joke about it. I was like, yo, you are MC with a guitar. Like <laughs> he got bars too. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. Like Merker Miyagi's like an MC with a guitar when you hear his music, and I like that a lot. And then he made that new album where he also did different shit. But Shout yeah, out to Merker, man. when I heard Merker, I'm like, yeah, he's dope. This guy's in my soul. He's making music yeah. for like, yeah, me. bro. And I'm he is like, unique. like. <laughs> But like I'm like it is what it is. It's not. It's a very niche market, Merker. But I yeah. got your back. <clears throat> I I see, see, Merker, this is your market. It's this podcast. These two people. That's your market. You look at that. You get like the insight. You can watch this and get like a three-hour fucking exploration into the mind of your target demo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! It helps everybody. Look at that. <laughs> I love this shit, dude. This is the best thing I've ever done with my life. Yo. On the real. 
Yo, shout out. Thank you, man. I appreciate the follow. I do follow the Twitter. I actually post shit on Twitter. I'm on Periscope right now, I think, on that Twitter. I don't know if it says I'm live there. This is fucking, like, Periscope. Yeah, it's a real thing. But you know what, man? What restream, fucking plug shit. Yo, shout out, like, everyone, though. Because, yo, the fact that motherfuckers is grinding it out. Because, again, it's like, yo, you, I know as much as, like, you're, it's your fans and shit. But the fact that y'all are here grinding it out making it like fucking dope man i don't know like every time it happens i feel like it's it's not exactly the first time but it's very close to the first time the first time i sucked at it so it's better than the first time it's like sex the first time you're kind of like okay well, it's a little fast it's a little not a then, then yeah. man's comes then. through and knows how to play the game a little bit mm -hmm. so yeah it's actually better than the first time that it ever happened but yo every time i'm just like y'all are wonderful people i hope i don't know that's fucking cool so let me ask you some next questions though virtual so, reality okay you fucking with that i don't have a vr set at all but do i mess with it yeah i actually played um i've I mean, i've played a couple games my man's has one um i just the, did this the homie the, shit <laughs> So huh? I'm I'm responding to the comment. He's like, I feel like you've had a radio show before. And I'm like, on the real, I kind of did a year in college. I guess that doesn't count for shit. Uh, maybe it counts. I don't fucking it know. Counts. It counts. I guess that counts. And then uh, I've just been doing the podcasting thing for a while. I just, all of my content has been long form. So yeah. I don't do short shit. I'm not good at it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so this just works and this is what it's like to like fucking talk to me honestly if anything maybe a little more aggressive off camera so i'm, I'm kind of like a little more polite on camera with everyone watching me that's the truth of it but it's kind of what it is it's, this is me this is what i do for fun if you hang out with me it's this this is what i do so hey, it's I'm just like it. you gotta feel you see you seem like a cool person to hang out with for like a day or two you know if you're like you yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yo, stop, yo. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, look, you got to actually want to sit there and talk about social media marketing nuances, but not everybody does. <laughs> not everybody wants to talk about that. Yo, but you hit me up with that small talk, and I'm like, yo, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to small talk at all. I'm not very polite. I'm really good not polite both. at all. I'm, I'm good with both. I'm more polite on camera is more how I feel. Um, I feel you. Uh, some people are like that. Um, yo, I was going to hit you up after Golden Face Killer. Man said you sounded cool, so now you're done. Yeah, you got an interview. That's all it is. It's that easy. As Okay, so I do Mondays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern awesome. fucking standard time. And then I'm booked up until March fucking something. Early March. And then holla at a date and I lock you in and it's as simple as that. Because that's, that's how I do the interviews now. Okay. That's just it. So, because Mads want an interview. Uh, well, pick a Monday or what? You know, holler at me after. I just gave the speech here because I was having fun with it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not actually going to go pull up the calendar and book the interview. <laughs> Basically. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I'm not as bad at people as I used to be. <laughs> That's the best way as I can put it. I used to be really bad at it. And then I think, you know, like I got a lot of rebukes in life and then I responded to the negative stimuli and tried to avoid it based on some like Pavlovian kind of conditioning myself. Oh, Lord. And uh, I was able to hone my behavior towards things that elicited more positive responses from people. 
and that made me a good interviewer it turns out I agree. I mean, yo, yeah, I I have not had one single solitary complaint at all. Like this, this is a fire experience for me, and I hope this is fire for everybody else in the chat, everybody that's viewing everything. So, you're you're doing well, bro. I and I've I've tuned I tuned into the Poison Pen joint. Like, yeah, you've been doing fun. wonderful, bro. I feel like Poison Pen, my favorite part of that is I feel like I really got to convey to him that, like, maybe he's more important than he thinks he is. I think so, too. I, I think so, too. I was telling him, because the homie Flacco was uh, asking, you know, what's your favorite Poison Pen moment? I was like, yo, I, I didn't, haven't had many interactions with him, like, online or anything, but... I know the best song I ever heard him on because he he does fire music like him Sean Price and Swave Seven like they did a song together and that it was crazy so that was one of that like when I heard that my jaw dropped that was my that was oh. one of my favorite moments. Everything I heard from Poison Pen musically was ridiculous. Like I'm yeah. not really that into battle rap yet. It's more like I've been kind of like thrown into this universe, and I'm slowly ingratiating myself into the knowledge sectors. But right. I know a lot about music per se, and yeah. Poison Pen is really fucking talented. Yes, like, he is. And all of his songs are different, and all of his bars are fucking proper. And like mm -hmm. honestly, I was really impressed. Like to a point where like now I'm a big Poison Pen music fan. I don't, again, I don't yeah. really know him like a battle rap promoter guy. So like for me, it's like big facts on like the music part being like people should fucking listen to it. That's how I'm yeah. feeling with him. But I also feel the same way about Sir Tizzy. Like to me, it's like who's the fucking difference? Sir Tizzy, Poison Pen. I mean, look, I'm not being disrespectful to Poison Pen. Obviously, everything about that guy's fucking legendary and shit. But from right. my perspective, talking to y'all, it's not that different. Just oh, guys. Whoa. Yo, I mean, I, yo, if I'm dead, if it's that good, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm having fun. I mean, look, Poison Pen is like, a, it was a different experience, right? Because you know you're yeah. talking to a legend. And he got experiences, yeah. And I know at a couple parts, he was like, what are you saying? Are you trying to trap me? And I'm like, no, sir, I'm not trying to trap you. Please let me elaborate on how I'm not trying to trap it you, sir. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think like it went well. It was fucking fun. Uh, because the comments are coming through. Um, Tizzy, have you thought about having a virtual concert to perform your newest material? And if you don't give the right answer, I'm going to argue with you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah, but... That's the right answer. But, but you know what, though? All I'm going to say is stay tuned. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say is stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. There you stay go. You said the right tuned. answer, though. The answer was yes. If you had said no, it would have been like a bigger conversation. But the answer is, yeah, do it. It's fucking stay silly tuned. not to get into that world. Stay <laughs> tuned. Well, I'm, I'm going to figure something out. Trust me. I got I got an idea. I have an idea. Love it. Once, Because I have a, I, I'm getting a space built to do all of this so just hold on hold just stay with me now <laughs> watch watch me and my sibling work watch us work now we gonna figure something out trust me i, I got a, I got a couple ideas i got something um next question just because it came in is have you heard alfred's song by eminem alfred's song but oh yeah 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 i have yeah it's cool i like it I don't know which one Alfred is. 
I'm Dick was on the last joint. Oh, Alfred's theme. Here's what happened. Yeah. I had a bad experience with that album. So oh, I'm yeah, there. true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... No, I'll just explain it. It was my bad as because I'm a reviewer, right? And I, I, I was feeling like because Eminem's fucking weird, okay? Like it's fucking hard yeah. to talk about Eminem yeah. on the internet, yeah. right? It's just a complicated subject. It's not yeah. a simple thing. I no, don't no, really fuck with him like I used to because yeah. I've dug so far into the underground. I just found more interesting things to me as a consumer. But when you try to explain why like cunning linguist is dope and you want to listen to that maybe a little bit more, it's hard to convey that to people. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I understand. Eminem. I understand. So it's here's not, the thing. It's not going to be. The bars about Eminem are ridiculously great. But right. like there are so many albums of it at this point. And when I listen to the second one, so here's what I normally would do for an Eminem review. Bump the album five times. Be really ready. This time I flipped up my format because time is not what it was. So I yeah. listened to it one time and give an opinion. And my original reaction, which was recorded on camera and put out to the internet without much forethought and is currently my most disliked video on my channel, um, was a, was like, who the fuck wants to listen to this? <laughs> was my first thought because he just whined the whole album to me. Now, then yeah. I realized there's brilliance and there's bars. And then I realized there is a lot of people that actually do want to hear all that shit. Yeah, I really. But the yeah. thing is, I really like Side A. I thought Side A was like my third favorite Eminem project, and it was actually really brilliant. And the way it was put together, I sunk my yeah. teeth into it. It was a lot. Yeah. I, I thought Side, but then okay, so fine. Eminem was brilliant. He put out one for everybody, and blah 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 blah. I didn't like Side B. It turned out that was not the correct opinion to put onto the internet. Apparently, but hey, I'll tell you what, I instead of Alfred's theme, I like Nat better. Nat was all right. Nat was the only track I like track Nat on the, better. Because when that Nat came was... on, like, I could... Cons okay, so check it. You kind of... If you're going to hear Eminem come and do some shit, at least do COVID bars. That at least made sense yeah. to me. Like, it was like... You get it right off the bat. Like, come on. Yeah, you, know, you, know, you know, you know, you know, you know. I was like, okay. Know. So that all was right. like the one track that, like, when I first heard yeah. it, I was like, I did want to hear that one. My homeboy made it, but, one of my homeboys, shout out to the homie Black Chopper. I don't even think he here at all. I, I tried to invite him. Um, the homie was like, yo, I ain't going to hold you. If anything, if you take anything away from side B, you can actually nod your head to some of that. Like, you know yeah. how Eminem, he don't really but make like, a lot. You, you just be like, It's like, so I don't know how to put it. Like, I listen a lot to what people are actually saying when they do yeah, these bars. Me too. So like the on the first track on the album, Eminem already broke a girl's collar. Yeah, yep, yep. And, and at that point, like, it was like, look. So however clever the shit might be, however offensive he wants to be, there is an entire audience that fucks with that. So I'm not yeah. trying to like. So I'm trying to delicately state it like, it's not that that's good or bad. It's just I'm sitting there going. Why? What is this doing? Yeah, yeah, what is this doing? You're 48 years old with a daughter and shit is what I'm doing. <laughs> and this might be me becoming an old man. And I'm 100% okay with that shit, right? Yeah, man. But like, I'm sitting there going, like, why can't you rap like philosophy or some shit with your fucking talent? You know, like, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, I want to hear about like how you made a hundred million dollars. 
I kind of want to hear about that. How did you fucking do some of this cool shit? This guy does a lot of shit for like Detroit, is what I understand. Rap about that shit. But this is what yeah. I fucking want. Now, I understand that Eminem is who Eminem is. And I am also totally allowed to go, eh, I don't know if I fucks with that anymore. Yeah, and that's yeah. the part where people get like weirded out by it. I'm like, you know what I kind of want to listen to? Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. That shit's yeah. a banger. Fuck out of here with that. That song sucks shit. I listen to that all the time. It's Look, not man. all the time. Every but it's what book, it is. Man. It's it's a it's an acquired taste, man. It's an acquired taste. Not everybody's gonna. Not it's like on top like of it. that, I you know what the worst part is, dude. I basically made like ten positive Eminem album reviews, and people were like, "This shit's not for you." I'm like, dude, I like ten of eleven of his shits. Okay, I can even justify relapse better than any fan can, and for the most part, I can uh, justify relapse. Yo. Get the fuck out of here like I don't know Eminem. It's just at the same time, there was nothing on that new album except for beats that I thought were cool. And when it comes yeah. to those beats, yeah. M's not the guy I want to listen to. You want to hear on that? Like, it's just... So, yeah, so for it. all the I people that fucked with that shit, and again, for you, like, the snowman, like, I get it, dude. I'm not even... For you, it could be the coolest experience in the world. For me, it's like... I don't know. It didn't. It didn't fuck with me right, and it made me not want to go back for listen to and go through that experience of it. Cause some of these tracks just felt like, like there were like two minutes straight up bars, barrages and shit in that. And I'm like, yo, like I just memorized fucking Godzilla. I did right. the Godzilla challenge, okay? I did the fucking Godzilla challenge. I'm okay. I got so much. I did rap God live at fucking just for laughs and shit. I don't know that oh, I need I, I this anymore God. in my fucking Even life. I know rap God. Yeah. <clears throat> like, you spit six minutes of Rap God and shit. You're like, what is on this album that is actually, like... You know what's cool about Rap God? It's basically full of gems towards... Let's give Eminem flowers. Eminem, uh, Dr. Dre was on that side B, you know? Um, yeah. Dr. J did some shit on side B. Yo, basically, let's give Eminem his flowers for the one thing I want to say he does really cool. He fucking shouts out the influences that really inspire him a lot yes, more than does. anyone ever gives him credit for. And he, yes, does, he does it all over his career. So let me he be does. fair about Eminem on that regard. Because Rap God is basically a six-minute shout-out to hip-hop history. Right. He even shouted out JJ Fab, which I didn't even know he knew anything about. Yeah. But then you're listening to this side B and it's like, I can't go higher with my career. What am I going to rap about anymore? And I'm like... That. Go back to it, bro. You want to talk about dope shit? The juxtaposition between Godzilla and Darkness and how there are two sides of the same fucking coin. Godzilla's in the casino and shit right before, and you can catch that, and it's him getting fucked up and shit before he goes upstairs and books the room in the next track. I want to talk about that. And he gave me that this year. So when I got to the next thing, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really getting that on this one. This is for like, this was Kamikaze too, and I didn't really fucks with Kamikaze. Okay. Okay. I fucks yeah, with I mean, the I, I, get more. It. I understand. Bro. And I think that people there's two there's like multiple camps to like and people don't like that. Like I just nah, don't think yeah. that you can I think every feature Eminem did minus the Nicki Minaj ones was garbage in the last little while. All his features mm. to me are pretty garbage. They don't ever fit the songs right. Yo, the Nicki Minaj one I loved. 
And a lot of yeah, it too is yeah. shutting out like old school people and like fucking being dope with it and going like mm-hmm. fast, but you know, I just sounded fire to me. But like to me, a lot of these features are just like, yo, like the one he did with Conway the Machine, it was like, yo, you're, you don't you don't make sense on this song. I don't think people yeah, like, yeah, think I like that. Too, I or like I love the, the song though. He did this track with Boogie, not like a boogie with the hoodie, but boogie. Boogie, and I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. song by it's itself hard. is really cool. But on the album, Eminem comes off sounding so fucking weird. Listen, you hear Boogie struggle, and then Eminem's like, "My fans don't like me anymore," and it's like, "That's <clears throat> weird on this album." That's yeah, weird on this album. So here's the thing: again, everyone can love this shit. These are the things I think about that make it hard for me to just be like, "That's amazing." I I'm like. I don't know. That's what it is. So I, yeah, I hope I handle that with the delicacy that is required to not offend people in the because not people live. I'm worried about like the down the lines. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's under- unlike I mean, like, Mr. Liddy, bro. I'm not good at the negativity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, man, yo, but I mean, if that's your truth, bro. That's everybody. Like some people just like I said, not everybody's gonna bang with that, bro. Like. Not everybody gonna like it, and people really need to understand that. Like, instead of getting mad over people that don't like it, or you ready to throw away whole relationships, throw out, go out on the window on social media, getting angry over an opinion, oh, just whatever. Like, all right, cool. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. Some people ain't gonna like some I made. Some people ain't gonna like some stuff. Like, it is what it is, bro. You just but to be fair, half these people don't like my music. Like half these people wouldn't fuck with my music at all just because it doesn't like fit into the paradigm, right? Like, because there's paradigms to this shit. And I'm not like mad at this. I'm just going like, yo, like I did a contest to do a remix to my shit. Yeah. uh, I got 15 entries. Okay. Like get the fuck out of here. That's pretty cool for a first contest. That's good. Um, But what I really realized is I asked everybody their opinion on the top three. And while one guy did get mentioned in everybody's top three, making it a pretty easy choice. Well, I mean, he was going to be my choice either way. But, like, right. <clears throat> basically, um, I realized that, uh, like, everyone had such different criteria. So, like, I was talking to the homeboy basics in Montreal about judging. He's like, you'll do it, like, end of the week because I'm doing another contest. I'm trying to figure out how to judge it. And he's like, mm-hmm. make categories. And I'm like, I guarantee you that shit's arbitrary and that nobody fills those categories the same and that it boils down to everybody just kind of picks their favorites anyway. Um, so Joyner is a funny one because he brought up the Snowman 420. said, listen to more music. Like, I ain't going to lie right now. Now I'm banging that Joyner Lucas. So here's what happened to me with Joyner. I fucking hated ADHD and I got tired of dichotomy songs. And that snitching shit with with, with whatever that he did, I didn't like that tune because oh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck did you say with this song? There's no depth to this. This is some superficial blah, 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 blah. Then some girl I was talking to who had just did an Amazon Twitch subprime on my account, sent me two Joyner songs. So I'm like, well, she, I mean, she just she just subbed. So I may as well fucking listen. And there were two like other songs on that last album, and they were both fire. And I was right. like, wait, this is Joyner. And I'm vibing like, what the fuck? I've never heard anything like this. And I'm like, wait mm-hmm. a second. Have I, did I miss something? When the fuck did Joyner like get like really fucking cool? Yeah. I don't know. I missed something. I don't know, but it was it was I good. I forgot what song that was. He put out a song. It was just straight. It seemed like he was just straight bar, just putting bars together. But it was, oh, it was a. He, he put a video out. He was like him walking through the street, 
He had a crowd behind him, all of that. It was cool. It was a cool. I forgot what song it was, but he, yeah. He can tear stuff apart if he want to, yo. It's just, mm. you know, people give, I get. I don't know what it is. That's a stigma that people don't bang with him about. Well, it's because, honestly, people were hype. It's his fans. It's not his fault, but it's his fans who hype him mm-hmm. up because they say, his fans say dumb shit. Um, I say the same what, thing about certain Eminem fans, too. I think. Because here's the thing. Joyner is a, I, I like I, as an example. I think Tory bodied Joyner in that little beef. Tory, oh think. well, yeah. Tory Lanez, I think, bodied Joyner in that little because yo, Tory was doing some shit, and then Joyner sounded funny on those beats he picked, and like you know, it just yeah. sounded funny to me. But Tory impressed me because I wasn't expecting that out of him. Um, something about a top five. I don't fucking know. That's a hard question. I reviewed like hundreds of albums in a four-year period, so like I don't fucking know what my top five is. But what I can tell you is DMX is still in my top five. I believe you. DMX is one of my favorite people. And it's not anything more than being 12 to 15 at that time when my inception to music was DMX's five-year and five run. You know how he got five number ones in five years? Yeah, Let me tell you something. Everybody knows X gonna give it to you. Everybody knows party And get it on the floor. And party up. What's my name? Oh my gosh, guy. That song is one of my favorite tunes of all fucking time. And but a lot intro. of his shit has depth and substance and passion or like the, the, the emotional shit or the way he can pray on an album. And it's like you can go back to that at any age and find something. And and a lot of Eminem stuff, I find it really hard to listen to it. So when people like as an example, to stop being greedy is so fucking good. Never gets yeah. old. But you know what happened? I feel like I grew out of being an Eminem fan. And that didn't it's happen more... with so many artists. No, I'm talking like there's so many of it. Okay, there are Eminem songs that I'll bump to this fucking end of my life. Because like, he's got yeah. such a wide catalog of 10 albums. Of so many, like 25 to life. Never going to not like that song. Like, yeah. Really lie. Bangers. So I'm not trying to discredit it. But like I find that the number of songs I want to list. Haley's song. Oh my gosh. Never going to get yeah. sick of that. So, yeah, of course. And then pretty much anything in the first three albums is ridiculous. But we're mostly I in this conversation, I think, focusing on the newer part of his career. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I still got favorite verses from back then. Like, dude, I know like that shit by heart to this day. Like, I'll never yeah. forget it. Demon in here, steaming in here. Rip Mystical's voice box out, swallow it, scream in his ear. Like, <laughs> yo, I slept on Hello for a long time. Hello, hello, and I mm-hmm. introduce myself. Mm-hmm. Shady, how nice. Yo, the first yeah, three albums yeah. are bangers, man. I'm having a, Eminem Ooh. show is my shit, yo. Eminem show yeah. is like that. One of the albums is the first album I memorized. Yeah, Whew. mine. Oh I, I didn't say the first one. I, Slim Shady. It was the first album I knew. All the little, <laughs> I open cages, tape open, then dubbed over it. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But yo, but then it's like you know, I don't actually find myself going back to any of the new ones really oh there's a couple yeah. here and there that i still fucks with though like you know i really like asshole a i still like there. asshole asshole's a, if, but asshole's like at the end of the good era i i fucks with really? mmlp2 I, right. I, I don't give right. a fuck okay. what anyone says mmlp2 is a banging fucking good album I, it's yeah, not I like as good because oh we actually just did the album review for that recent and I was yeah. actually like, okay, there are actually bad songs on this project. But the good songs on that project good. knock it out the part. Yeah. And it's super versatile. So I bet we would all even disagree on what the good songs of that project are. And Probably. there is a lot of depth to it. And I don't know. 
I bet like what it is. But yeah, I feel like the new project. It's like it. All it is is bars. Yeah, I mean, you know, the production. Uh, Sorry, with the exception of A side, I don't give a fuck. A side's my third favorite fucking project. Mm. I'm not even lying. It's like no, show, MMLP one, A side. That's yeah. my top three M's. I feel you. I feel you. If we go about still... different areas, I can see that. I can see that. Nah, I mean, I there's still that. tracks I bump. You know, it's really one of them. It's the fucking uh, I... Farewell. That's the one I couldn't remember. Farewell, yep. Farewell okay. is a fucking smash. Darkness will give yep. me chills, but it's six minutes, yeah. and who the fuck wants to listen to that most days? But it's so well. Anyway, there's a few of them. I don't like the Ed Sheeran one, actually. But a lot of them, or like the yeah. light. Ram diggity, bomb diggity. Yo, that shit with the rice coming in on that intro. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But, but then they, anyway, so they're like, oh, I'm, I love a lot of shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. No, it is what it is, bro. Like I said, it is what it is. It's just, you know, it. it, it mm-hmm. Like I said, not everybody's Bad going Meets bang with a good us. project. Huh? Shit, I don't think we did the Bad Meets Evil album. I think we skipped it. I think that's I forgot a good. To that's Bad a Meets Evil. that album. Oh, yes, the song is good. The song is one of the best. Yo, when I listen to that song now, I think Royce took it. Which one? Bad Meets Evil, the first track. Oh yeah, I. I Fun fact, <laughs> I said that Royce took scary movies. Even I don't though remember I love that one. I'm not going to lie, I don't remember it. But I remember telling people back in the day, like, yo, I think Royce was a better rapper than M, and if they hadn't had their beef. I remember having Didn't this conversation. But I'm saying it, like, because of Bad Meets Evil, that first track, I'm like, yo, like, Royce actually sounds kind of better than M on this. What would have happened yo. if they hadn't fallen out? And that's what I always wondered. And then you're looking at Royce today, and you're like, oh, I guess, yo, Royce. Royce is cry- Royce is one of my favorites right now. Royce would be one yeah. I might be willing to put in my top five, just to go on to that. Because Royce. Royce is on a run of real shit that I can't, I fucks with heavy. Royce Except is for that. What happened? I wasn't so thrilled with the anti-vax comments, but I kind of get what he was going okay. for. I think it was no, a different context yeah. thing. I think yeah. it was like a framing thing that came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm. still, like, nah, bro. He, that boy got, he, that boy is dangerous. Like, he is, he is crazy, bro. He is mm. crazy. Like, uh, like I said, I, I thought he, you know what I'm saying? I thought he, he took M and Scary movies. I thought he did, even though I loved M's verse. M's verse was. Wow, but but Royce, he said some stuff, bro. What about um, that one with M and T I? Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I feel like listening to it, T.I. really fucking held his own. Yeah. I mean, he as he should have, you know. But it's kind of difficult when you got somebody who's like with rapid fire punches and you know, you gotta keep up with that. But I think he held his own. You're right. I think he held his own. I, I don't know. I like T.I. better on it a little bit. Not to say I, like, I don't I like mean, M. Eminem's verse yeah. is sick. But M yeah. is sillier and T.I.'s is more boss. Yeah. And I really am attracted to the boss shit a lot more these days, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Swagger like us. Shit. I don't actually yeah. remember them. I just like the M.I.A. version better. <laughs> oh, I was watching that music video the other day, fucking paper planes, but I I don't remember the remix. Cause I remember not liking it as much at the time as the real version. Oh yeah. I actually rapped over I I did a version of the Swagger Like Us. 
a mm. long time ago. Long time ago. Long, long, long time ago. <laughs> Yo, Yuckmouth is an interesting choice, Merkirk. Merkirk gave a top Yuckmouth uh, is, I'm assuming a top yeah. five. Tupac, Jay-Z, Yuckmouth, Joel Ortiz, and T.I. I don't know if that's the yeah. remix version or something. I don't know. Either way, I just saw a list there. I read the names. Yuckmouth is surprising because I didn't know how significant Yuckmouth actually is. Yo, I always ask Merker. Not on your interview. Because it's a, I don't know. I never really asked that on interviews. Other people <laughs> ask it in the comments and it comes up. But I've never really gone out of my way to ask any of those questions ever. What? What's like, your top five? Oh, What's your well. biggest influence? Let's do this and that. What is your top five since we're on the subject? Pop Big, Nas J, and Rakim, I think. That's fair. Um, I think if we just going by five, that, and that's no order, that's no whatever, that's just like off the top of my head. Like I know from childhood to now who, if I'm going back, that's who I'm probably going to bump out of them. It's probably going to be out of them five. Mm. Um, if we talking like now, like a more recent, <laughs> he's like the snowman four twenty goes no, it hasn't changed since he was twelve years old with like fucking laughing emoji things. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. He knew better. Cause he What's knows, a current cause top five knows. though? RTJ current? would be in my top five. Run the jewels. I I can I can understand that. Uh, right now, um, I'm gonna go with Kendrick. I'm gonna go with Cole. I'm gonna go with Drake. I'm gonna go with uh. Well, do I put Drake up there? I guess I can put Drake up there. I'll go, I'll put Drake up there. I'll put um, Drake in my pop star category. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? That's why I get confused. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll go with Kendrick. I'll go with Cole. I'll go with Sean. Uh, I'll go with uh. Shoot, that's three right there. And I'm trying to think of, I guess I'll roll with Royce and, um. Ooh, Royce is, yeah, Royce is good. Royce is down. He got crazy. He said his name again and I got happy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I, he, he, get, he been getting crazy today. And I might, uh, damn, should I put, what's his face up there? Um, I roll with, uh. I might right now. I might roll with Benny the Butcher, yo. I really yo, might. Yo, Benny's roll. in mine. I'm adding Benny to mine. I'm right. I might roll with yo, Benny. Yo, fucks. The, I forgot about them. Yo, Benny's my favorite Griselda. I don't even care what anyone. Yo, that was that song he did called Legend. Oh my. <laughs> so oh. Ismael's in here with Jarv, Napoleon, the Legend, Ramson, Bad Bones, Dim Atlas, and can't find the fifth one. Fair enough. Okay. I'll, okay, you know, that's fair. Your Jarv is that's good. It. I don't know if you ever fucked with Jarv, but Jarv, we, and he added Ruby Ibarra, who's also good. So Ismail's one of my patrons, and he has the power to force us to do album reviews. Okay, he's, he's been a ride or die. <laughs> he's actually right. on some legacy shit. To get what he gets costs a lot more money now. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, basically, Ruby Ibarra is dropped this crazy fucking album that I listen to. Like, she's fucking talented. Indie shit. Like, really, like, an experience of being an immigrant in America. And it's beautiful shit. Like, it's really well done. Jarve's funky. He's just got this style. Like, you just picture, like, this California beach bum rapping with the most airy, fun shit. Like, Jarve okay. probably could steal your girlfriend and then just wouldn't tell you about it on a song. 
Damn. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> um, I don't know. But uh, the snowman is like, what is the most memorable J. Cole verse you can spit from memory? Uh, damn. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if I, well, I'm trying to remember what myself, and I'm like, what is my? If it was, if it was years ago, I probably would have told you back to the topic, and that's something that he did on um Friday Night Lights, which I think still is one of the best projects he's ever put out. Friday Night Lights mm. was amazing. That that was the album. He that was the that was the mixtape he broke Twitter. Remember yeah. that? Um. I don't remember that personally. I got into J. Cole with 2014 Forest Hills Drive because a girl okay. I was um, Which that, involved that, with introduced yeah. me to it through intimate times. And so I've actually fornicated to the outro of that album. It is not a good thing to have on during that time. It is 12 minutes of J. Cole fucking shouting people out and shit. It is not my favorite <laughs> outro. But, um, but the album was hot. You don't want to be saying us. Yo, that was actually yeah. uh, some real love. That, fuck, I can't, yeah. I can't remember them all. But like, yo, that, that song is one of my favorites. Um, there's a few of them on that one that yeah. I would have been able to do had I heard any of them this year. <laughs> yo. Probably get some new kicks. Pedal to the metal. You feeling like the puppet and the devil was your pedal. Try to the ghetto. Hold your hand high. You could pick up on my raps. I ain't told you that lie. Yeah, on M I. Carolina's finest. Pedal to the tape. That is on a major. Everybody wanna see it copy and paste. I forgot how the whole joint went, but that I remember the first like mm. opening. He was like, uh, back to the topic. Sorry, I forgot it. Cause money, clothes, hoes. Oh yeah, I'm reminded. <laughs> he, used to, he used to go in, though. He used to go in. Nah, I really like it a lot. I like that oh. whole, like, fuck, I just, I'll never forget when he's like, you fuck it, the pizza man can wait. And I'm like, yo, Jacob's oh, yeah, getting yeah. busy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, that's that that whole album, though. 2014 Forest Hills Drive, to me, is like the pinnacle of that guy's career. Yeah, he, oh, then, God, yes. For, yes. Your, for your eyes only, I heard one time. I did the review and I was like, "Yo, yo, it's real good." And there's a few bangers on that. I'm gonna give it to him. You you bumped the dude. you ever bumped the U.S. Truly? I don't know. Is that a song? It's it's a it's I, it was two mixtapes. It's U.S. Truly one mm, and a U.S. No. Truly two. Those are yeah. So I am like it. really behind on mixtapes. I come from like the the like Montreal life where like you had YouTubes and shit, but like mixtapes is a whole thing. That yeah. I did not, not jump on. I was more a studio album person. I feel, I feel like I slept on mixtapes for a very, very, very long time, and I've been, I've been, uh, I've reviewed a couple now, and I realized that mixtapes are actually kind of fuego. And then I talked to a lot of people, and I started understanding the value of them more. So I realized there's actually like a huge bunch of classics I never heard because I didn't really hear any mixtapes for most of my life. Mm -hmm. So that oh, yeah. includes from like even Eminem has fucking mixtapes, you know, like even yeah, Eminem. That's and I never really heard most of these tracks, right? Like, so it's just kind of what it is. But, well, a lot uh, of them got leaked anyway. You know what I mean? Like, they get put on YouTube. So a lot of those verses, you'll hit like the yeah. whole the John I, I mentioned earlier when he was talking. You know what I'm saying? When he ripped this voice box out, so I swear that was on a mixtape. Like he didn't even put that out. Out. He did a song. He did a South Park song. I forgot what it was called, and that John didn't come out. But it was a whole bunch of stuff that just didn't come out. Mm. Anyhow. Um, I would love to keep this going, dude, for real reals, but it's getting to be about 11 o'clock, 
And I'm fucking getting right. to be the hungry kind of guy. So I'm going right. to start to do the outro. And for all of y'all here, like, what we like to do is raid people. So stick around and we're going to go hit up this fucking DJ and show some fucking love. So at the very least, you know, show, around, show up in the chat. At least so we can get the raid and I get the cool points and man's wants to show up me out and shit. Yeah, people! On that note, <laughs> I'm going to record the fucking outro. And yo, can't wait for part two is from Ismail Gadamsi and me too, guy. You're one of those dudes that I could definitely bring back and shoot the shit with about fucking nothing in particular for three hours and be lovely. As I think we've proven for the last little bit here. Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> but it was my pleasure to have you. It was a great conversation. Like I said, you don't get this long in this shit, man. If it's not interesting, you know, hey, all these I people are tripping here. Like the snowman says, thank you. This was enlightening more ways than one. And I think there were so many cool elements of it. I even think we taught some some OGs in my city a little bit about social media marketing along the way. So hey. we did a good service to the community, you know, like, and I'm not saying that grandiosely. I'm saying that because I think it's fucking beautiful that we could do that here today. Facts. Um, congratulations on your success, man. Yo, shout out Haruna Marie for the follow. That makes it eight follows on this fucking stream, which makes me kind of happy. It's not Let's quite 50,000 fucking followers. It's not quite Thanks, fucking Nikki. being played on fucking... Yo, shout out who are Denali making it nine followers. Woo! To me, now I'm feeling like you. Now it's kind of like being on AEW Impact. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a four-hour interview giving you a trifecta of shit that's Appreciate how it should you. be you know yes um, thank y'all for being here and making it wonderful because without y'all commenters i trust it wouldn't have gone this long i'm not as right. motivated when there's nobody watching <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh I just appreciate y'all for real. Let us know in the future people watching this what comments you have for part two and stuff because this will be available on YouTube. We'll have some clips in the near future and shit. Um, definitely hit those subscribes and follows and whatnots on your various platforms in the future and the like button if you happen to be on YouTube. Um, also, uh, hold up. Special thanks to the patrons. is Milka Dempsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. They support what we do. If you want to support what we do and you on Twitch, there's a little subscribe Zipu. You could do that if you want. You don't have to. I get it. Uh, but otherwise, patreon.com slash behind that suit. You know what it is. It's just it's the game. Um, but on that note, I appreciate y'all for real. Do you have any final words for the peoples before we dips? Uh, shoot, go get that midnight hour. Um, streamed everywhere. Go get that. Go get that. Go get that. Go get that. Yeah. Um, be on the lookout. Go be on the lookout. Hit that. Um, hit that YouTube up. YouTube.com slash user slash the Sir Tizzy. Go ahead, hit that up. Man. Just hit, just up, search bro. for Sir Tizzy. You literally don't have yeah. to do anything else. He's fucking easy to find. There's no other Sir Tizzy's out there. Just search fucking Thank Sir God. Tizzy on everything. Praise Jesus. <laughs> just say that it's so much simpler you have one of those names just type sir tizzy they'll find you i promise i hey. promise the snowman 420 wants his nightmare shirt and on that note everybody live longer